Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Ready to elevate your home? Picture this. Central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis, go green with solar panels, or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's home equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. You better not have no plans tonight. Movie time and it's feeling right. You're looking for a love that lasts. You'll find it at Romance in the Podcast. I know. Ooh, ooh, baby, you're the wind beneath my wings. Ooh, ah, I'll have what she's having. Practical magic, impractical movie. That's that's not incorrect. You saved that shit for the podcast, Mike. We're recording. What else do you need? We don't have laugh lines on this one. You got to let us start the show. He edited the computer stuff in the last one. He can do this. Whatever. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you for tuning into Romancing the Pod. You had us at hello. I'm Paige Wesley. I'm Mikey Randolph. And I'm Todd Schlosser. And this week, Mikey made us watch... Practical, Practical magic. magic, or should it be called impractical movie? Am I right? Do not take my joke. Coming in hot. This episode, I can't wait. It's fine. Paige, did you like my joke? <laughs> I did. I loved your really original joke. How'd you even think that up? Oh, man. Honestly, just mm-hmm. it hit me, and I thought mm-hmm. it would be funny to say. I guess I'm just like. It's going to hit you. For sure. <laughs> 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 All right. So, have either of you guys seen this movie before? Because this is my first time. Apparently no. not. It was my first time. Wow. Okay. I have thoughts on what I am going to start calling my favorite episode of Buffy. I can't. This movie is wild. Like five movies happen in the first yes. six yeah, minutes yeah, of this yeah. movie. There's like a like sister in trouble with an abusive spouse movie. There's a hostage getaway movie. There's like every little thing. It's so crazy. There's two different love stories in this movie for the same person. Yes. <laughs> I thought I was wrong picking meat cute over practical magic. I still think oh, you were wrong, but I'll go last. Were Fine. Wrong, Mikey. This movie is also very bad. Uh, I'll go last. It's fine. I'll go first. I picked it. This movie, if you watch it, makes no fucking sense from the start to the end. It's ridiculous and weird and awful. And they <laughs> murder a bunch of people and like. What? So what I hear you saying is it might be a perfect film. 
It doesn't even be Halloween until the last two seconds when they float down yes. for some reason. I know, with umbrellas for some reason. Without brooms. I, they just Mary I, Poppins off the roof like Mary Poppins was a witch when we all know Mary Poppins is the same like demon as the thing in It. Just saying. Oh, I, I actually am more on board with Mary Poppins being a witch. But Mikey, you were saying... I have a whole conspiracy theory about it. <laughs> yeah, Mary Poppins was a witch. I mean, we all we all know. She wasn't that. a witch. She was the exact same like creature as the thing in it. Pennywise. I don't understand your theory. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep ranting because what? Like what? Like the movie? It is objectively bad. And the finale is they sweep a ghost out the front door and then like pour piss on it or whatever, and everybody's laughing. I don't understand. And then the townspeople didn't. Like, I thought I had fallen asleep for 15 minutes because, like, I didn't understand why everybody started liking them. Mikey, more than <laughs> once, I rewound it because I thought I fell asleep. But no, I had just blinked. I didn't miss anything, but I, I felt like I was missing something. Because, yeah, like, everyone literally, to their face, says, which, which, you're a bitch, until mm -hmm. she calls them on the phone? What? That is insane. You got to respect the phone tree. God, yeah. No. Guys, I will say I love any movie that makes road cyclists look bad. And this one does <laughs> very much. Get out of the street, you one bald bastards. <laughs> <laughs> when we get to that scene, I have something to talk about because there's a huge continuity error. And oh, we will talk about it. You mean it. when truck executioner had 30 seconds to change lanes but said, no, fuck it. He's in my lane, so I'm going to run him over anyway. But also that truck executioner was that close to the cyclists and then the cyclists are gone. Right. So like, yeah. Anyway, we'll we'll talk about it when we get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, man, Royal Pains really got it in this movie. Royal Pains is is the victim of this film, I think. Yes. This movie, Sandra Bullock carries this movie so hard. Yeah. Like her charm carries this movie along so hard where like she just like tears up a flower and murders a dude and like winks and you're like well she's still charming <laughs> see mikey what you don't realize is the spell is what she's doing to us while we watch the movie mm -hmm. this movie makes no sense we can unpack it but like literally every scene makes zero sense i do think every scene needed like all right let's take a second pass at that and then see where we get because it does feel like first ideas we're going with them and we're going to shoot it day of and then we're going to figure out what happens in the story tomorrow when we improv that on a random set like that's what it felt like to me but i was here for it i really liked this movie well if you like this you'd really like riverdale fuck do i need to watch riverdale Paige, damn it <laughs> you do need to watch riverdale because riverdale is like this every episode okay maybe I, okay see here i always thought that maybe i wouldn't like riverdale because there was wasn't enough like sex in it am i wrong there's a ton of sex in it okay so here's why i don't like riverdale i'll be very upfront with it there are no frogs throwing up jewelry so i'm out <laughs> that happens in this movie but todd i know i have not caught up on riverdale that actually may happen in riverdale i can't rule it out i'm back in baby riverdale is like if someone was like let's make dawson's creek plus every teen drama plus Buffy, but let, let's like snort cocaine on it. Mm. Like it moves at such a fast pace and shit is so wild. You're like, okay, I'm kind of <laughs> into this. Like a whole episode will be a season arc. Like I was addicted to drugs, but now I'm off. I'm like, what a crazy episode that was. <laughs> 
it's everything so fast it feels like they wrote it for Quibi, but they're still like forty minute episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's really funny. I had an affair with my teacher. She moved to a different town. That act that was wait that was one episode. That's one I episode. Hearing about that where where there's like a student teacher affair. I thought that was like a season arc. That was one episode. It's like one like. The arcs are like three episodes. It's so crazy. <laughs> All right, whatever. Let's talk about Practical Magic, though. So I know usually when a movie is bonkers, the fans can count on me to be a real negative Nancy about it. But I kind of liked this. <laughs> I will fully admit it is it's definitely more like a book than a movie yeah. in the way that like a book has like more world building time and like contains multiple storylines but the first act and a half of this movie i was kind of like i don't know if i love this or if i just want that kitchen <laughs> it could be either one i'm not a hundred percent i feel like this movie succeeds primarily on vibes yeah like i think that's why people love this movie i think that's why it has had enduring popularity because watching this movie Feels like putting on a cozy sweater and getting drunk with your aunties while eating pumpkin bread and drinking cider. And I want that. Like, that's all I want to do right now. Honestly, sounds awesome. It's like that as if they roofied you, though. Kind of, because then there's a weird crime drama and murders <laughs> and an exorcism <laughs> in the middle of it. Because you're just like, vibes, witchy vibes, live, laugh, brew, let's do it. But then. <laughs> in the middle of it, they're like, we've got to murder this dude. And you're just like, can I keep drinking the cider? Okay. The whole plot is the guy they murdered's ghost comes back to torment them. Here's yeah. the crazy part, Mikey. That doesn't come in until an hour into the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking because I had to split my time watching this movie, right? Because I had, I like started it on lunch and then I had a, a few meetings and then I had to come back to it. So I watched 40 minutes of this movie at lunch. And that got me as far as they're in the car with the boyfriend. That's as far as it got. And I was like, whoa, this has been a journey in 40 minutes. <laughs> like, <laughs> what is in the next hour? And yeah. then <laughs> the next hour, who could have predicted wilder than the first? <laughs> because they like kill him and then he comes back and then they kill him again. And then he's buried and then the investigator comes and I'm like, is this supposed to be the new hotness? Oh, I guess they have chemistry, but they just met. He's a full stranger. They fully don't have chemistry at all in this movie. I'm going to disagree with you as a lady, but fine. Oh, I mean, that's fine. He was not into her at all, it seemed, and that's crazy. The, the officer? Yeah. I, at first, I was like, no, and then when they're when she's like confessing, I was like, yes. That's the only time they kiss, really, in this movie, and it's like, yeah. I don't know. Well, you never even know how they resolve the legal issues. He lies, is what yeah, happens. Yeah, no, I was going to say, he covers for her. We get that letter, and he it says, like, for he died in a fire or whatever, and I was like, what, are right. you a serial killer? That's a serial we're gonna kill our moves there i'm on to you yeah but then on top of that there's a fucking exorcism and the town is like the phone tree i brought a dirt devil instead of a broom like <laughs> that is happening like this movie is four movies and i'm here for one of them i would love four of them honestly no i feel like i'm here <laughs> for and and like a, a real heavy 
editing hand would edit this down to a Disney Channel special episode of 30 Minutes, yeah. which is basically Halloween Town with Sandra Bullock and her two aunts. And I'm here for that. So maybe I should just go watch Halloween Town or something later. <laughs> Definitely eat pumpkin bread later, I think. Sandra Bullock is got to be objectively the hottest person who's ever lived. She's like the Cleopatra of movies. Objectively the hottest person who's ever lived. I love it. I mean, <laughs> ever the amount ever. of films that are terrible, that her charm and good looks has carried all the way through. This is one of them. Outnumber countries on the planet. I mean, it is a lot. All I know is that I couldn't stop thinking of that AMC commercial the entire movie. <laughs> where like anytime Nicole Kidman would say something, I'd be like, Potions feel good in a place like this. <laughs> She's kind of a shitty sister. Yeah. Well, I so I'm of two minds with it. I because on on the one hand, she is a victim of of domestic abuse, a hundred percent. Yeah. And there's a lot of accusations leveled at her because of that, which I don't love. I don't love people being like, "This is because you choose shitty men." No, that person's an abuser, and maybe. We need to talk about how he, you found him attractive or things to watch out for in the future. There's a lot of therapy to unpack. Yeah, that but stuff. that wasn't yeah, yeah. your yeah. fault. Like, it's not your fault you got abused. That's madness. And they really kind of treat it like it's her fault. And I didn't love that. That's a, sort of a 90s thing, I think. But at the same time, it does seem like Nicole Kidman, outside of that relationship, like independent of that relationship, has a pattern of taking advantage of her loved ones and not being considerate of, of their lives and the impact she has on their lives, is what I would say. I think she is just more of the free spirit, just wants to have fun, kind of Cindy Lauper lady, right? Yeah. yeah. Super younger sibling energy. Well, I don't know who's older or younger. I assumed they were twins. I have no idea. That's gotta be Googleable. I don't know. Anyway, I, I would say for me, both things can be true. One, that, that she is a, a victim that is horrible things have been done to her and yeah. she needs grace and kindness and help for that. But on the other hand, she also, <laughs> I think, needs to maybe learn a little bit of, of both communication and empathy with some of the people around her. <laughs> And throughout her life, not just during this time. Yeah. Uh, because it seems to kind of display some of that with her as a child as well. So, yeah. She, okay. She is 13 months older than her sister, Jillian. Yeah. So Jillian is the younger sister. So it is their uh, sort of like their real life ages, but a little bit closer together. I had to go mm -hmm. to the Practical Magic Wiki, <laughs> its own wiki. I'm sure. Where it also lists their special powers. Oh. <laughs> so do you want to read them? Oh, the special powers? Yes, Mikey, we are waiting, bated breath. They have the same powers. It's spell casting and potion making, but Sandra Bullock has one more, pyrotelekinesis, because she what? lights fires with her wings. What? She can throw fire? <laughs> she lights a candle by winking at it. That's all that has. She blows on it. She's like, well, whatever. Me and my feline familiar McCready will just be over here enjoying our fall vibes movie. <laughs> I do like the meaning of this film, which is if you fall in love with a woman, she will kill you <laughs> she'll kill you twice mikey because once isn't enough i mean shouldn't have given me a reason <laughs> that's the one they <laughs> murdered but that's usually the curse of loving women where it will kill you in the long run by a truck. They didn't really love each other. Did you see how fast they fell in love with each other? It was like they crossed in the street and then ran towards each other until they saw each other. No. And then once they got with an eye shot, they walked. No, 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 Todd. She runs home. 
Her aunts cast a spell because consent is like a weird nebulous thing in this kind of, uh, we'll call it franchise. I do think spells and consent is weird. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so then she comes sprinting back down the road and he's like, oh, cool. A gorgeous woman. And then like catches her in his arms and then they have children. You know, that same old story. <laughs> Here, here's the one thing I will argue. We do see them at the farmer's market before, and he's like staring at Sandy B because it's Sandy B. And like, how could you not? Right? He's like, weren't you in Hope Floats? <laughs> were you in, that might be after were you in this. Speed yeah. too? <laughs> that was in this time, though. I honestly don't know if this was before or after, but yeah. But I, I feel like if she had just gone up to talk to him, they would have hit it off, maybe. You mean when Sandra Bullock talks to anyone? Yes, I get it. <laughs> I'm just saying maybe the spell was not doing as much heavy lifting as people thought it was. I think it was on her. The spell was on her, I think, that time. Uh, you think the spell was on her to have the confidence to go talk to him? I do love that reading of it, Paige, because then that dude went from like just seeing this girl to her running up to him and making out with him. And he's like, I can ride this train. That's how I live my life. I'm sorry. <laughs> Who among you, if Sandra Bullock ran up to you and was like, I'm going to put my tongue in your face, wouldn't be like. Yeah, I'm just going to go with it. I'm going to go ahead and go back to Harvard, like a horror movie trope here. If a gorgeous woman wants to sleep with me out of the blue, she wants to murder me and I will not be taking part of whatever she's selling. I would assume that that tongue was going to be shoved through the back of my head, a la that scene from Species that someone sent me in a DM and then said it was something I would find funny and I did not. And you know who you are. <laughs> This is just like when like a 10 messaged me on a dating app. They're not real and they're here to hurt you. <laughs> Honestly, everyone on the dating app is there to hurt you, Mikey. But also, he's the dude from Royal Pain, so he's pretty cute on his own. Uh, and he was making bank as a concierge doctor. Ooh. I've seen three episodes of Royal Pains. Is that all it is? Okay. okay. You've seen them okay. all. It felt like Matlock, but with a medical bag. And I was like, this is not for me. I'm picky about my procedurals. Yeah, I like mine with Stabler. Yeah. I do like him as an actor, though. And I think even though he has zero lines in this movie, he does a fine job. Yeah. <laughs> His only sin was having two brown eyes. Yeah. And loving Sandra Bullock. <laughs> and so they killed him for it. The... Death Beetle? Is that a thing? I bet it would be Ringo, though. If you had to pick any beetle to be the Death Beetle, it'd be Ringo. Well, because he's going to survive the longest, probably? He probably will survive the longest, but he's also the only member of the band who's not a musician. Oh, a Death Watch Beetle is a species of wood-boring beetle that sometimes infests the structural timbers of old buildings. So they're real? Yes. According to Superstition, the sound, which is actually a mating call, was believed to forecast an approaching death. Its name is derived from the credence that it was often heard by the people on watch with an ill person on the verge of death. Now, if you want to like extrapolate a little bit, if your house is full of bugs, you might get sick from that and that <laughs> might kill you. So yeah, okay. <laughs> A little okay. bit of self-fulfilling prophecy, I think, maybe there. I do think it's funny that it was a mating call they thought was like the call of death or whatever. But if you translate beetle to English, it's just that, that beetle going, yo, I'm going to murder that puss. Let's go. Uh, so apparently it doesn't pose any direct threat to people unless it's got a knife. <laughs> but it can cause immense damage to wooden structures, old oak homes in particular. There you go. All right. 
Do you guys maybe like want to get into the movie or oh, not super much? I mean, do I want to get into the movie or do I a want this kitchen and b just want to drink cider and be a petty bitch? I think I just want to drink cider and be a petty bitch. Um, I think you want to be a petty witch, Paige. Witch, please. <laughs> Even the midnight margarita scene, which is like the only thing I knew about this movie, is really fucking weird. <laughs> Did you know that they actually got drunk while filming that? Burned fun fact. Um, yeah, that yeah. makes the <laughs> most sense. I thought they were drunk the whole film. I mean. Because at the end, they're like, we're running away, children. Here, take the noose rope and tie it around your neck. Your mom brought a ghost home. They got to handle it. Peace. I mean, honestly, <laughs> Diane Weiss. Stockard Channing, please be my witch aunties, and let's just drink cider and shout at each other across the kitchen. I love Stockard Channing so much. She's the best. Same. But the ants were like, we're not going to help you with this problem. And then they came back, and you know what they did? Help it with a problem? Uh -huh. I mean, yeah, of course they did. But they had spooky margs, so they had to peace out for four days or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, look, when you go on a spooky marg bender, you can't just, like, bounce right back right? with some cactus pancakes. Which are also a thing in this film for some reason. Yeah, he flips them unnecessarily high. Yeah, he does. Yeah, because he's an achiever, Mikey. You should try it. Is he an achiever? He's not even a real police officer. He's like, <laughs> what, an investigator for the state's attorney's office? It looked like the badge Herschel Walker took out of that debate. Like, it looks <laughs> like a fucking party city badge. He was a policeman once till the incident, and now he's found a second job. <laughs> My favorite thing about the Spooky Margs scene is that they literally put everything in a blender and then, like, do their hands to make it, like, seem like it's, like, that's why it started. But, no, it's plugged in. Like, it's using electricity. <laughs> that's not magic. That's just electricity. Okay, but I do love the vibes of mixing drinks as if you're casting spells. Oh, yes. I'm oh. here for that yeah page 85 percent of the time i walk into any place that has a, like a automatic door i move it like i have the force like <laughs> i know what you're talking about yes i would 100 do that but this movie mm -hmm. makes it seem like they use a blender correctly but it's magic and that was silly to me well it's extra silly because they don't put the lid on it <laughs> and i'm like that shit's gonna go everywhere honestly that's the biggest trick they pull yeah, well, that's like her stirring everything Yeah, where it's just constantly stirring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, honestly, give me that power. I don't need any other powers. I just need the stir power. Oh, man, you are the worst Avenger. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, Little Spoon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also not dishwasher safe. What's your deal? You got a shield. You got a metal arm. I stir shit. <laughs> if you guys have any soups... Or coffees you want stirred <laughs> while you're fighting. Come see me. Check in. I'll give you the ticket. It's a whole thing. It's my secret. I'm always stirring. <laughs> you stay at the base. Like, you just have to stay here. We got you a <laughs> manual washing machine so you can turn it with your power. <laughs> Everyone laughs until we got to fight somebody over the ocean and I got a big stick. <laughs> oh, wow. Paige got him in a whirlpool. Paige. Oh, I mean the stir. Or the, spoon, yeah. the little spoon or whatever. Little spoon. It's me, the little spoon. <laughs> oh, How about God. this, Paige? You're still called the little spoon, but you're real, Great. like, super. Superpower is just stirring up shit. Oh, I can drama. Yeah. <laughs> you just like cause drama. You just like go go on first dates and you're like, hey, Scarlet Witch, I heard the Falcons getting paid more than you. 
was like, hey, Scarlet Witch, I heard Vision was cheating with some computer. Oh. Just like, oh. And then he just, he just like fade away and watch the drama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Olivia Wilde, you should definitely bang Harry Styles and let the chick from Midsummer direct your movie and then pretend like you did. Hey, Hawkeye, Nick Fury says you're the weak link. <laughs> also, your album is bad. Stir, 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 stir. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we should talk about this movie scene by scene. <laughs> Great. Paige, that was part of the stir up the drama shit. Just like, I heard he hasn't talked to his mom in months. <laughs> you just like go up on first dates and you're like, he gave me the clap and then walk away. <laughs> <laughs> Little spoon. <laughs> <laughs> like the Batman music? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to drop it in. So we open on a witch trial back in the day. Yeah, which I would assume is Salem? I think the trial part's done. This is more of a witch sentencing. That is yeah, true. That's yeah, true. that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that's not, she's not already up there with a the noose and they're like, the next witness. <laughs> it's me, Lil Spoon. I saw Goody Proctor in the woods with the <laughs> Oh, the devil. Stir the shit. <laughs> Lil Spoon. So it's a witch sentencing. Yeah. And we've got a voiceover that's basically like, this is Maria Owens. She was like the first of the Owenses in this town. When it's plural, it's O-I. The O-O-I. So they basically are like, she was a witch, but also she was sleeping with everybody's husband. I mean, she wasn't, I don't know. So this is where I was like, witches don't exist. They're just like educated women back in the day. And like the Catholic church couldn't have it. So they murdered them. Groovy, groovy ladies. Yeah. And also who cares? Let them do what they gotta do. What? Wait, the husbands are hanging this lady. Oh, (laughs) no. Letting do what they gotta no. do. I mean, like they're they were like smart. I'm not talking about this movie. I'm talking about like smart women. Oh. Like who the fuck cares? Oh. Like yeah, okay. So you scraped your knee and you don't want to die, and they know how to like clean a wound out. How is that a bad thing for you? Oh, let's kill her. That's right. <laughs> Maybe I did want to die. <laughs> yeah, if she can heal my knee, we're gonna see if she drowns in the lake. <laughs> And I don't know. The whole Dark Ages is such a stupid, stupid time. Well, I mean, this is not the Dark Ages. This is definitely puritanical. No, no, no. I know. Yeah, but like, you're right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But when in the 1300s, when the Malleus Maleficarum was written, yeah, I agree. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just that dude couldn't get laid and he was mad. Yeah, he was a fucking incel and he got like millions of women murdered because they were smart. Yeah, and he had access to a printing press anyway. Damn you, Gutenberg! (laughs) Damn it! Uh, (laughs) I heard that writing things is more popular. Little spoof! (laughs) What's Mahoney have to do with this? Mahoney? Steve? Gutenberg? Oh. Okay. That's a long way to go. I got her to say it. That was so wild out there. You had to walk us to the joke after the punchline. Uh huh. When she walked there. Yeah. You took me to the water and I did drink, Mikey. Mm -hmm. It was Mm -hmm. so far away, I had to take PTO on a weekend. (laughs) Anyway, so they're going to hang her. But she steps off and the rope breaks because she's like, ha ha, spells, definitely not mildew and wear and tear. Uh, And then everyone's like, (laughs) oh, no, she can ruin ropes. And they like run away. They just like scatter and they like all run in different directions. (laughs) Like why? Because she's I mean, her hands are still bound behind her. 
She likes to bind and be bound. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Listen, I am super into it. I'm just saying, like they probably didn't have to run away. They could have just backed away slowly. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> you never take your eyes off a witch page. Well, that's why you gotta burn them. Like, if you're gonna do it. <laughs> anyway, I kind of wished because they talked about how they're like she was a heartbreaker. I would have loved to have had like Pat Benatar's heart, like as she heartbreaker! like dream yeah. maker, and she's just like stepping down with the noose, and they're like. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, dream taker, won't you mess around with me? And she's like taking like, a yes. step every like measure. She's like stepping on yeah. nothing, like just like walking off of the thing with like invisible steps. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. Heartbreaker. Yeah. And then just modern day. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'd have loved it. Anywho, it's modern day. And at this point, I saw that Stockard Channing's name was in the credits. And I was like, Stockard Channing's in this. And I got really exciting. I knew it was Stockard Channing already because I've been doing a second screening watch through of the West Wing and she's ah. in that around this time so like I really recognized her voice so like when she started talking she's the voiceover I was like ah. hell yeah President Bartlett's wife is in this movie and I was like super excited about it anyway their ancestor gets banished to an island while she's pregnant, aunt, and uh, no one comes to help her, including her lover, probably because he's like married yeah. to one of the ladies that was like, I wanted to hang that lady. And then she just walked away like not for nothing. But if she was sleeping with everyone's husband, she might whose not know. Whose baby yeah, is it? Exactly. We might never know, Paige. Well, that's the real trial. <laughs> no, you say trial, but it really is just an episode of Medieval Mori, which is my favorite. <laughs> oh my god, right, that is a sketch. Holy shit, Medieval Mori? Thou art not the father. So which Owen says that Stephen is the father. Let's see what the oracle says. <laughs> the seed is not strong with Owen. <laughs> Uh, you know, they always like play music for them to dance and cheer. I would love for it to just be like, like, hey, naughty, naughty, and a, hey, naughty, naughty. <laughs> like from, uh, like from Holy Grail. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Guys, I have a killer idea for a Netflix show. I think we should do it. <laughs> um, I'm calling Netflix right now. She doth say that she hath laid with a serpent. <laughs> what say you, audience? Hi, I'm from Northlandia, and I think that she should have stayed in her thatched hut with her husband because that's what the sky demons have told us. Thank you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I love Mari. So great. Mikey is reading Children of Men again. Well, I'm going off to the Crusades while you guys watch Mori. Because real men have work to do around these medieval parts. Oh, I didn't realize that you were racist. <laughs> How could you not? <laughs> yeah, he's a white man in the 1300s. He definitely <laughs> is racist. That's um, true. God has told me that I get to conquer all of the Okay, cut off. <laughs> God told me that I have to take back a city that I've never been to to give to people I don't like. So really, it's just going to be my city. It's a chore. You have <laughs> to do them. <laughs> No. <laughs> the Pope said I had to. The Pope is a murderous asshole at the time. If there's one thing we can trust, it's the Catholic Church. <laughs> <laughs> Pope Innocent III said so, so we gotta go. Man, medieval Mari makes me laugh. That's I love it. <laughs> I can't wait till we make this thing happen. <laughs> 
Anyway, modern day. It's not quite modern day, right? Not quite modern day. Because it jumps to young like Sandra the, and Nicole Kidman showing up at their aunt's house. Yeah, because it's their mom and and her dad where she's like, she knew your dad was going to die. Uh, and we don't really find out how. Well, we do sort of find out how. We find out that she hears the beetle and the beetle takes her dad right. or her, right. I guess, Sandra, Sandra Bullock's mother's husband, right? Right. So, like, I understand that. I understand that that's the, it's the curse. That's why he died. Right, we right, never right. find out how that actually came to right. pass, right? But we find out that the mom died of a broken heart. Which I think is their code for saying completed suicide. I thought because so it too. seems that there are multiple people that that has happened to. And when Sandra Bullock is clearly going through some of her grieving process over losing her husband later in the movie, right? they seem to imply that they don't want her to be the same way as the people in the past, which to me suggests that maybe that is what happened. Yeah, I, I sort of thought that that was code for maybe she drank herself to death or, you know, that sort of Yikes. thing. Um, or With potions? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I have no idea. But that, that was like how they explained it to the little girls, you know, what yeah. end up being Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman, because they might be too young to understand at that point. Yeah, yeah, potentially. It's also sort of a fairy tale. Like the whole thing is a very—it's like a fairy tale feeling to it in my mind. Right. So like that's like a fairy tale thing. I'm fine with it. Whatever. I guess. Anyway, yeah. they go to live with the ants who give them chocolate cake for breakfast and have no bedtime. And I'm like, this is not gonna work out. Okay, so I, I'm reading the Wikipedia of Practical Magic. Okay, looking for more information about the dad, but the mom definitely dies of a broken heart vis-a-vis Queen Amidala. Right. <laughs> if I learned anything from the prequels to Star Wars, that's given me exactly zero answers because Queen Amidala gives birth with that wiffle ball machine and then just <laughs> kind of does this and that's it like that's a wrap on on Natalie Portman in the prequel well that's what happens to every woman who gives birth to twins with a wiffle ball machine definitely <laughs> I'm just telling you go back and watch that third one and it's got wiffle ball things catchers for hands and it's just like Uba, Uba. <laughs> which means push Paige that's, that's what you're saying yeah <laughs> I didn't realize that you spoke galactic what is it galactic standard I think it's galactic basic Paige galactic uh, basic if anyone yeah, should yeah. know it's me I speak it <laughs> oh okay I got the real answer good because Paige and I are out of Star Wars bits to talk about <laughs> while you look shit up well get ready for some more because <laughs> Because they go on a second honeymoon and the cabin catches fire. That's how the dad dies? Yes. They go on a second honeymoon and the cabin catches fire. So they both died together? Yes. Just like the notebook. Just like the Wait, notebook. Wait, is that is that the book or the movie? That's the book. Yeah, okay. we don't see it in the movie. They don't talk about so it. So the book has some significant plot differences from the movie. Okay. Sandra Bullock's mom, also in the books, could make a broom sweep all by itself when she cleaned the house. This is a very detailed Wikipedia. That's almost as good as the stirring. <laughs> it's almost the exact same, just with a different tool. <laughs> You're just stirring the floor, really. <laughs> Actually, it's your villain because all they do is sweep shit under the rug. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. I love that. So, like, Paige is the one with her little spoon out there stirring up the shit, and the broom comes by to clean it all up. Nice. I love this cutlery-based MCU we've built. I don't know how you eat, but I never, never ate with a broom. You're not doing it right. Not doing it right. But also, it's not my fault that I was just standing on a street corner minding my own business when a truck hit a pile of radioactive waste and it was full of spoons and I got buried in the spoons. And then when they unearthed me, I had my powers. 
This all checks out. Little Spoon! <laughs> you sound like a character who would die in the first scene of a Suicide Squad movie. Oh! <laughs> or like uh, someone who's trying to convince someone with superpowers that they too have superpowers. Yeah. Anyway, that's how the girls come to live with them. That's where the movie kind of starts. Yeah, the rest of it's all like flashback. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So the little girls uh, are kind of tormented around the town. It sets up that the town is not great to them as like they're still like witches. You're a witch. And my husband walked by in the scene where all the town's kids were like badgering them. And he just went, fuck off, children of the corn. And then just kept walking through the living room. That is the appropriate response is to just like (laughs) haymaker towards the children until they're all down. Like, yeah. I mean, they're literally yelling, which, which you're a bitch to children. Like children yes. are like bullying each other. Yeah. Yeah. The town was hanging her, but she was a witch. Yeah. But I think they were really hanging her more because she was like all up in the husband's business. You know what I'm saying? Did they consent or did they drink a potion? Maybe that's why they're killing her because they didn't consent. Uh, or are they just telling that to their wives so they don't get in trouble. Yeah. I, I don't think know. it's that. Her ancestors have a pretty loose uh, use of love potions there. That is true. Maybe we should have a good old fashioned witch trial. Or <laughs> we can settle this the right way on medieval Mori. <laughs> Good Proctor says that you've been sleeping with her husband and she thinks that your baby might be his baby. Well, I saw Goody Goodwin in the woods with the devil and her name is in his book. It'd be great. Honestly, there could be no better host for medieval Mori than Little Spoon. Little Spoon is here All to get Maury to the bottom does of the is case. Stir up shit. <laughs> Netflix, I got the first 30 pages right here. I don't know about that. A woman with special powers, we probably need to put her on trial. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> Fuck you. Burn the host. Burn the host. <laughs> I've got a spoon with your name on it, motherfucker. I'll stir your eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome if the big reveal at the end is you're like some like kung fu expert with little like teaspoons? You're like throwing them into, into people's eyes. Like the kind you get in like souvenir shops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, people yeah. are like, Pine Ridge? <laughs> Like, I've never been to the Grand Canyon. Oh, Solveig. Wow. <laughs> Ooh, they, like they pull it out of their side. Oh, this one says Salt and Sea. Sorry. <laughs> Denver. <laughs> but anyway, after they Whatever. floated down the house, they should have been hanged over in modern day. <laughs> disagree. All right, burn. No, still disagree, Mikey. Fine, drown. Whatever you want, Paige. I don't know how to make you happy. You're just mad that they're going to find out that you're evil. Yeah. Anyway, we cut to them sitting around the table and they're kind of learning about magic and potions and whatever. And they have an adorable kitten that doesn't appear in the rest of the movie. And I was kind of bummed out about that. I saw it. It is a true little kitten. It's so cute. Anyway, they say that they have homework and they're just like, forget your homework. You'll learn a lot more at home. And I was like, radical unschoolers. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you love those people, though? I mean, it's questionable. No. (laughs) Depends on the scenario, but usually I disagree. Those people are in a couple of camps, and those camps are compounds because these are cults and not good. Well, yeah, like, uh, what was it, Anarchist? I was going to ask if you guys ever watched Anarchist because one of them was like a radical unschooled. We all watched it together, Todd, remember? I told you guys about it. I told you guys about it on an episode. Yeah, and then we all caught up, and then we all talked about it together. That's right, sorry. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) 
Man, it is a cult. I mean, it was a con, really, but that's all cults are, really. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, adorable kitten, and they grow up in this house learning about magic and everything, and they work on their spells, and we watch as they go to bed, and a woman appears at the window, and the ants bring her in, and they're doing, like, love spells where they're, like, careful what you wish for. They're, like, also, like, killing birds to do it. I was, like, dark. Yeah, like, literally with a needle, stab a dove or whatever kind of bird that was. Yeah, but then they show the picture of the guy that she's, like, casting a spell on to leave his wife, by the way. And I was like, they show the picture. I was like, that guy? No, (laughs) honey, you can do better. I mean, you could do anybody if you're going to, you know, charm them into doing whatever you want. There's no consent involved in that. Screw the potion. This reminds me of another Love Potion movie starring Sandra Bullock. Love Love Potion potion number number nine. nine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like Which we did right Yeah We did love potion number nine And I like to love potion number nine Apparently I did too I have a problem with love potions Anyway but like <laughs> She didn't need the love potion She needed to not Go after this dude That's already cheating on his wife He's just gonna cheat on you after It's not worth it He's never gonna leave her I mean you can't cheat If you don't have the ability to consent I don't know Like I feel very weird about the Well no but Okay but they So this is the first potion She's doing with that guy They have been cheating She's trying to get him to leave his wife That's right Okay Oh it's a leave your wife potion Oh so it's arsenic That they're gonna (laughs) pour in the wife's drink later on No 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 A leave your wife potion is Seven years plus a new job (laughs) And then a girl half your age plus Uh, seven uh uh I'm single so I just I see it You know I see it out in there Oh yeah of course you do Because you're picking up all those exes off the waiver wire When their husbands The waiver wire I see what you're doing out here in these Nashvillean streets I'm like hey girl I'm a landowner (laughs) And they're like in this economy Yeah. They're like it's a recession I'm like what's your interest rate And you're just like a hundred percent I'm a hundred percent Interested in you <laughs> mm. They're like Wow the Fed Really hiked that up Yeah they did Just like I want you To hike it up Let's go <laughs> Ladies Hike up them skirts girl <laughs> You married for looks once Now it's my turn <laughs> <laughs> You married for looks once Try marrying for desperation <laughs> Here, drink this potion. It's called vitamin water. <laughs> it's only okay when we do it. It's not okay when anyone does it. It's not okay. It's in general, it's not okay. Don't roofie people. Don't potion people. Right. Although this is like a magical realism fantasy fairy tale movie. Like in the real world, this would be a problem. Well, I here's the thing. I it'd be a well, I think it's only a problem if you think the potions actually work. I mean, the movie shows us that they, <laughs> they do. do have ghosts. Not necessarily. What? People show up, but it doesn't yeah. mean it worked it's a wild take that is a wild. when the movie shows magic is real top to bottom that's true like, the, maybe <laughs> magic is real part. through the rest of the movie you're yeah. like but maybe they're just really shit at mixing things you know they could use little spoon <laughs> these are adult decisions mm-hmm. that adults make that's why mm-hmm. it's called adultery <laughs> i still think she could just do better <laughs> fuck the potion fuck this weird dude in a hat Who's who already married and doesn't know how awesome it is that someone is willing to be married to him and is not treating her right. She should just go out and find somebody else. Leave. See how he likes it then. Also, the wife should leave. And this, the leave your wife potion should be them calling the wife and being like, did you know he's cheating with the secretary at the school? That sounds like a job for Little Spoon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
Sam. It's me, Lil Spoon. I'd like to send a bouquet of roses to someone of your choosing. Who should it be? The secretary at my school. Son's school. Well, your wife is on the line, and she's. Uh, (laughs) We got him, little spoon. We got him. (laughs) Another case solved by little spoon. Wait, hear me out. She's allergic to roses, and I want her to stop flirting with me, so I'm sending her roses. Oh, that's all right. He could talk his way out of anything. (laughs) He's the charmer. Yeah. (laughs) No. Little Spoon's natural enemy. My kryptonite. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, they watch them kill a bird, and then they go upstairs, and they're like, I'm going to write my own love spell. And this is where she writes the one with like one blue eye, one green eye. Cause she's like, I never want to fall in love because I don't want to hurt the way my mom did. Yeah. I think she's intentionally trying to pick like something that could never happen. Right. And then Nicole Kidman's just like, Oh, I don't give a shit. I'm going to just plow through these dudes like a carnival. Let's go. I'm going to be out here breaking hearts and killing boyfriends, baby. (laughs) Yeah. Breaking hearts and putting bodies in tarps. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) The funny thing is, if you had to ask her what her body count was, she might be like, do you mean like actual body count or like how many people I've slept with? Because I doubt she was in love with everyone she slept with, but she loved a few of them. So a few dudes are definitely dead behind her. Hey, you know what? I only care about one of those two body counts and it's how many people that she slept with. <laughs> oh, no, no, I don't care about that. <laughs> oh, sorry. My bad. Oh, That's yeah, yeah, her sorry. business and it's not really. Yeah, like guys, stop asking the question. It doesn't matter how many people Nicole Kidman has murdered. It could be none. It could be, you know, Mrs. Scavage. Who knows? That was not their first. I mean, I'm going to say that. (laughs) No, I mean Nicole Kidman specifically killed Mrs. Miscavige. Shelly Miscavige is alive. Or is that what Nicole Kidman wants you to believe? What? That's how you get out. (laughs) By killing Shelly Miscavige? No. Everyone has to do it. She is unfortunately alive. Uh, not, <laughs> unfortunately? Not, whoa! Whoa! No, I am I am glad she is alive, but she is in very dire straits in a prison for thought crimes, and it is upsetting. Yeah. Anyway. Probably the thought crime of disagreeing with her husband on something. <laughs> Ooh, I heard he's short and has a temper. Little spoon! <laughs> stirring it up. Oh, man. Anyway, so we cut to... She helps Nicole Kidman sneak out with a guy that she's maybe going to marry, but probably not. I'm like 80% sure he's dead, though. Yeah, probably. Yeah, first love. In a hotel room outside of Reno, <laughs> just so she could feel what it was like. She loved a man just to watch him die. Now, he, okay, <laughs> hear me out. Let me rewrite this movie for something. Someone needs to. Yeah. Allow me. <laughs> Nicole Kidman goes away, right? Sandra Bullock continues to live with her aunts. The whole same thing happens with her husband, her kids, all of it. Her and her kids and the aunts all live together. Who should show up one day but Nicole Kidman's character who's been killing every boyfriend she met and gaining power from the death. So now she's like the dark sister and they have to, oh shit, I just wrote the covenant. Fuck. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I haven't seen the covenant. So I was like here with you the whole way. (laughs) (laughs) We got to fucking watch the covenant sometime. Horror virgin. It's 
bad. Okay, so in this family, like if you're married for a long time and he never dies, mm-hmm. do you just like look across the kitchen table in the morning when he's eating breakfast and be like, he doesn't really love me? No, oh. she doesn't really love him. It, yeah, it's about you loving them. Yeah. Oh. So you just keep that secret. But also just imagine the first fight where she's like sitting at the table, stabbing at a salad, just like fucking wish a beetle would. I swear, come at me. Tell me that I'm being irrational. (laughs) But honestly, that's the only way as the man in that relationship, you can stay alive. You always had to piss her off a little bit. I'm never putting the toilet seat down. Yes. Oh, I'm not doing my laundry. That's woman's work. (laughs) And he's just doing it so he doesn't die, Paige. (laughs) You know what? I don't need you to live that much. I I wouldn't put up with it. So my, if Mikey married like Sandra Bullock in this movie, like if he was Royal Pains or whatever, and uh-huh. he's doing this plan, Sandra Bullock would have just fully killed him. Like, yeah, with her own hands or like a needle <laughs> or some sort of potion or, you know. Yeah. You know, some guys just can't hold their arsenic. Yeah. I'll be like, can you <laughs> pop this pimple? On my taint. <laughs> I bet someone out there's into it. It's infected. Okay. Oh, I'm out. I was out before, but I'm out again. Ugh, We're going like to urgent joke. care. This is the whole reason we have insurance. Yeah. We don't have insurance. I lied. <laughs> <laughs> Pop it your damn self. I lost my job six months ago. I'm going to let you die of the infection. I lost my job so long ago. I just go around town with three apple cards and walk back <laughs> and to and fro. <laughs> God, I hope I get hit by that trucker I paid off. The biking club won't let me We got to get to that, but we are like still scenes away from it. We've been recording over an hour and we're three minutes into the movie. Anyway. We cut to, they go to a farmer's market. This is the first time they see that guy. And he and kind of Sandra Bullock kind of have a moment. They kind of like make eyes at each other. And Sandra Bullock's whole thing is, because people just like shrink away from them in town. Just like, they won't even talk to them. They hate them. They hate them. She's like, I just want a normal life. And her answer like, Oh, none of these people are normal. He's having an affair with their babysitter and she's doing this and Lil Spoon told us all about it and this person and this person. And one of them is she can eat a pound cake in under a minute and I was just like, enroll her in contests. There's no way she can't unhinge her jaw. Like there's no way else to get a pound cake down Yeah, and I want to see it. She's going to Deborah Logan that shit in the middle of the kitchen. You guys, you just got to dip Chunks of the pound cake and water, and it, you can get it in there. What, what are you going to Kobayashi it? What, who is, you have to Kobayashi. <laughs> no, I'm here for the unhinged jaw moment of just like a brick of pound cake, just like. <laughs> <laughs> it's not delivery. It's Edmonton's loaf cake. <laughs> I should make pound cake. Yes, you should. And you should mail it to us. You can't really mail. Like when you make shit from like scratch ass scratch, you can't really mail it because it doesn't have preservatives in it. This sounds like the shipper's problem. <laughs> you didn't pay me to do- <laughs> make your own damn pound cake. I, I'm going to get some rancid ass pound cake in the mail in three weeks. <laughs> It'll be like you asked for I it. I know. Be like, so what if I left it on the counter until I saw mold and then I sent it to you? And there's just a spoon taped to the top. <laughs> Little spoon! You look up in the sky, there's a spotlight with a spoon. (laughs) She got me. Anyway, I think the spell they cast for her is for her to be normal because also the town 
Like, it, the spell seems attached to him. Once he dies, the town goes back to being mean to them. But for a while, the town seems to be normal and accepts them. Yes. And we know this because they play that Faith Hill song and everything seems happy. Is that this kiss? Yes. I think that's Shania Twain, isn't it? It's Faith Hill. Is it? Google it. No, you absolutely are right. You are right. Yeah. Little spoon. It's a tiny spoon in the drawer next to the tiny <laughs> salad forks. <laughs> anyway, so... She's working in the garden. They cast the spell. She goes running back to the farmer's market and he meets her in the street and they just go full make out. Just like. Okay. I have to talk to you about this, though, because she runs from the house until she is in sight of him. And then Uh she like stops running and just walks. And I was like, this is the most anticlimactic falling in love I've ever seen in my life. She like starts to have second thoughts and she's like, oh, I don't know if I want to do this. I was going to come at this tongue first, but like maybe (laughs) that's a bad idea. (laughs) Maybe I'm coming a little too hot. Yeah. What if he's got gum? Anyway, she and Royal Pains get tongue deep in each other. Yeah, they do. Anyway, we hear via voiceover because she's writing to Nicole Kidman's character. Yeah. That she's like, it's our third anniversary and we have two little girls already. So they like, they worked fast. Yeah. They got married immediately, got pregnant shortly after that. These some Irish twins right here. Yeah. That's what this is. Witches don't believe in birth control. That's actually the opposite I know. of being I was true. To say, like, I'm pretty sure a lot of witches got burned because they were telling other women about birth control. That's definitely what happened yeah. on Outlander, which is why we'll accept it as history. Yeah, but like <laughs> this family, they have a lot of children for like their loves dying. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody gets pregnant. Oh, you mean the praying mantis family in this movie? <laughs> ah, yes. I think the curse ensures that the line continues because they also always have a redhead and a brunette. They do. Yeah. So what you're saying is, Mikey, you're safe if you marry Sandra Bullock as long as you only put one child in her. I can't promise that. <laughs> I 100% can see Mikey like, oh, Sandra Bullock wants to have sex. God, I'll roll those dice again, I guess. Uh, <laughs> let, let me ask you guys realistically. Would you push her down the steps? <laughs> Would you push her down the steps? No, I was going to That's horrifying. I was going to say, if you could pick a celebrity, it could be Sandy B, it could be anybody else. You could have sex with them. But every time you did, there was a risk that maybe you would die at a later date and you wouldn't know when it was. Would you do it? Well, considering that I'm definitely going to die at a later date that I don't know. So probably. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah same. What if it was right after? No, no, absolutely not. No, there is no one that is hot enough for my life. But you don't know. It might not happen. It's oh, like I thought you said, 50. like, what if it happens right after? I'm, I'm if, that, if that's the case, I'm out. What are the percentages? It's 50-50. 50, 50 percent chance nah. that either everything's fine and life goes on as normal or you die right after. I'm going to tell you from experience. <laughs> you have experience with this very specific question? Yeah. I slept with Scarlett Johansson once and then there was a knife under the pillow. So I know <laughs> what I'm talking about. Every time you sleep with an incredibly attractive person, there's a 50-50 chance you've ruined your life. I think it's a much higher percentage than that, Mikey. I don't know. I've slept with a lot of hot people and my life's pretty cool. Not that many hot people. 
Enough hot people. It must be nice being a woman. <laughs> yeah. I sleep with a hot person every night and my life is fine. Anyway, they have babies. They and do. he dies in the craziest thing ever because there's like a tour to France through the middle of their town while she's pulling up the entire floor of their house. I love that so much because she is like digging up the hardwood floors with a screwdriver. To try and find the beetle. Yeah. And there's no subfloor. So it's just like hardwood yeah, floor she's just above in like, like a pile of wood yeah, and i'm like it's crazy is she part beaver this is wild <laughs> we hope so Paige. you like teeth is that well mikey i guess I don't think but like beaver dude beavers have tons of teeth they chew through logs oh, do you not know animals what other things are referred to as a beaver Paige? oh yeah oh sure okay fine and you said part beaver and i was like god willing she has that part okay a lot of us are part beaver, okay? Yeah. But, like, I meant her, like, in her wood distribution abilities. Uh-huh, tell me more. She is deep in the wood, though. You're right. Trying to find the beetle, but the beetle's not there. The beetle's driving a truck incredibly fast. <laughs> um. Oh, my God. If they had cut to the driver of the truck and it was just the beetle behind the wheel, I would have lost my mind. I love that Faith Hill song, Beetle Behind the Wheel. That's a great tune, yeah. I don't listen to country, so. <laughs> oh, Beetle, take the wheel. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Why would you let Jesus take the wheel when Beetle can handle it? When Beetle can handle it. His feet can't reach the pedals, and he's got a death wish. Uh, anyway, so her husband... <laughs> Her husband's going across the street. The Tour de France or whatever. A bunch of bikers in similar shirts. So I made the mistake of pausing it as the Tour de France is going on either side of him. Uh Because I wanted to go get something to drink. So I paused it. And the face that Royal Pains is making is not a scared face. It's like a relief. Yes, it is. I thought it was like like, a a relief gasm. Because I guess they're not hitting him. They like, but it's yeah, like a yeah, yeah. weird. It's a weird face. Like I didn't love it. And then of mm. course it cut immediately to them just running him over with a truck. It was wild. With no space between the bikers. So like for as fast as that truck is coming, he that truck would have hit him and a bunch of bikers. Yes. <laughs> It was a terrorist attack. <laughs> From the Beatle. That was a proud boy who was trying to drive his truck through the Salem de France or whatever. I mean, maybe you're right. Maybe it is a proud boy because if it was a Beatle, it would have been a Volkswagen bug. <laughs> it was actually a doctor. And let me tell you why. They are tired of the apples keeping the doctor away, so he had to take them out. And he is like an apple delivery man. <laughs> that joke was so well thought out. It was amazing. Paige is losing her shit right now. I think he's a fucking farmer because that's his produce and that's why they open like an herb thing because they have like gardens and whatever. I mean, that makes sense too, but like the doctor's got to make money. The doctor's got to make money, Paige. Follow the money. Keep the doctor away. I love that take. And honestly, I want a 90 minute movie about the doctor. The apple cart was an inside job. (laughs) Anyway, so he dies. Yes, he gets run over by a truck, which was a little triggering for me, but it's fine. Yeah, and Sandra Bullock runs to the aunt's house to be like, he died because I loved him so much. Like, this is so terrible. Bring him back. And they're like, we can't do that. They don't come back the same. It's pet cemetery it's rules for some reason. pet cemetery. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. Uh, but if you got like a bird you want us to kill so we can break up a marriage, we got you. 
We have no qualms about murdering animals to break up marriages. Yeah, the basement of this house, entirely peopled with zombie doves. We've all <laughs> murdered an animal or two to break up a marriage, okay? Yes. Have you? You guys haven't? He murdered some beaver and that almost broke up a marriage. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah! <laughs> I saw a baby beaver on Instagram the other day where he's in like a conservation society and they gave him toys to play with and he was so cute. He's like almost round. Oh, shit. <laughs> Did she spill her water? Did she spill her water? I saved it. I saved Paige. it before the computer got wet. It just got on the outside of the Oh, case. my God, Paige. Hang on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my God. That is so fucking funny. Oh, how the turntables. <laughs> so we cut to what Nicole Kidman's been up to. Yeah. And she's at like a weird pool party that is a full on sausage party where it's just like a bunch of dudes. And she's not wearing a bathing suit. No, she's very pretty. Yeah, but it's a whole bunch of like, uh, it, and it's like a like a variety pack of dudes where it's just like different heights, different strange haircuts, different creepy vibes. Like it's a it's a lot. And then in her letter, she's like, but there's just one guy, Jimmy Angelov. And it's like, <laughs> it's it's Goran Vizhnik just being like, I'm here and I'm wearing the shirts that everyone in Los Angeles wears at this time. Yeah. So anyway, he's dead. Nicole Kidman's somewhere. The ants won't bring him back. Pet cemetery style. So <laughs> she moves in with the ants and her daughters. And she's like, don't get too comfortable. This is temporary. My children will never do magic ever. We cut to what I think is a few years later, maybe, or maybe just later that same year. Cause it's like, she writes that letter and it's the third anniversary and they've got two girls. So those girls would be babies, but then we see them and they're like children. So they were married for a while before the curse happened. But then the next time we see them, they're full on like baby Evan Rachel Wood and another one. So like they've kind of grown a little bit. Anyway, yeah, so they're living with the ants. They come to wake her up. They're like, it's time for school. And she's like, not getting out of bed. She's in her grief process. Yeah, she's super sad. Like, I get it. Yeah. She knew it was coming. I think she didn't want it to come. <laughs> they never do, Paige. I also think she sort of thought that by being normal or trying to live a normal life, she might, like, you know, get outside of the curse and be fine. And her family would go on without the curse or whatever. But you can't choose your curse, guys can't just choose to ignore it right so you know the kids go to school or whatever she kind of gets up she looks at her scar on her hand yeah. from where she and nicole kidman made like a blood oath that yeah. they would grow old and die together on the same day just like the notebook just like the yeah. notebook so we cut to nicole kidman laying in kind of like that room is kind of witchy i thought they were going to reveal that like jimmy was like a warlock or something. If this was an episode of Charmed, that's what would happen. But like, <laughs> it just turns out he's a serial killer. But so she gets up to go to the bathroom and he like won't leave her alone. Yeah. But she goes in there and we see that she doses him with something. Yeah. And then we see her, it, it appears like she's driving home to the score of Joni Mitchell, which I was like, of course this w witch movie's got Joni Mitchell in it. <laughs> 
I will say the soundtrack is very appropriate for this movie. Super. It got me into all the fall vibes. Yeah. And like, so she's driving and it's a terrible backdrop, but I think they tried to use this to... Show that she was driving a long, long way? No, that uh, this is psychic driving. She didn't actually go. What? She astral projected across the yes. country to so, so her sister could see her? Yeah, that's why she's gone the next morning. I mean, that makes sense, but it also makes zero sense. I mean... It, there are indicators in the film because, you know, they do the hand thing, right? Yeah. And the version of her driving to come see her is different from any other part of the movie, visually. It's very fairy tale. Yeah. No one else sees her while she's there. She doesn't say hi to anyone else. True. She's only there with Sandra Bullock. Yeah. During that time where they kind of talk to each other. And the next morning, she is gone. She's back on the other side of the country. Yeah. And, and she doesn't reference it as if she had been and come back. So, like, I think it's astral projection. Yeah, absolutely. Personally. Yeah, I'd buy that because that's totally a real thing in this universe. Yeah. And they talk to each other about how she's got, like, a mini botanical shop, which, like, love. Yeah. Here for it. Yeah. And that she makes this mint oatmeal shaving cream that he couldn't stop eating, which was very funny to me as well. But oatmeal <laughs> shaving cream is actually really nice. And Lush delicious, guys. It's so tasty. <laughs> uh, you can eat it usually because it's natural. So she tells her that Jimmy is Bulgarian and that he's into this old Dracula cowboy thing. And he always references I'm a Dracula cowboy. <laughs> so he's always referencing their relationship as if it's been for centuries. And she's like, like bats. And I was like, I don't think bats mate for centuries. And, and she says we stay up all night and worship each other's bodies like bats. I was like, I don't think bats do do that do they bats stay up all night finding food via echolocation yeah. okay they're trying that's got shit to do <laughs> anyway so she also tells her that she's been dosing him with belladonna and drugging it so that she can get sleep which to me suggests that either jimmy is on some hard uppers he's on coke for sure yeah, they don't show it, but that I was like, either he's on coke yeah. or he's a warlock. I was about to say, or he's a, actually a vampire or something. Actual shit. vampire. I yeah. thought that could have been part of it too. I was yeah. like, are we going to get vampires in this shit? All right. <laughs> Let's go back to her poisoning him. Oh, yeah, definitely. Again, I am here for the Covenant version of this movie where she's been killing all of her subsequent boyfriends to gain power. Here for it. Yeah. Anyway, so she even in this moment, Sandra Bullock is like, I'm sorry, you're drugging him? Like, that's not cool. And she's just like, yeah, okay, bye. <laughs> and she's gone the next morning. Uh, Sandra Bullock gets up, goes to the store. I dig their store. I love it. It's very clean, very Martha Stewart. I love it so much. It honestly is a nice little storefront. It is. And her kids are like pressing their faces against the window, being kids. Yeah. And then they start getting taunted by the other people in town, which is just like, those kids are assholes. Like, Jake was right. Fuck them, children of the corn ass fuckers. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're being terrible, which I mean, I don't know. I like any movie that has children's cuss like kids cussing in it. That's why I love the movie Role Models. Yeah, oh, that shit's so good. I was here for this scene. It makes me laugh every time I see a kid say like bitch or something. It's very funny. Very funny. And one of the girls points at one of the kids and says, I hope you get chicken pox. And Sandra Bullock realizes she knows they have power and that's gonna happen. She's like, they she was just kidding. Don't don't cat like what are you doing? And she's just like, well, you have power and you don't even use it. I bet you can't even use it. I'm just going <laughs> to, we're just going to leave. So they walk off to school. Yeah. And we cut back to the aunt's house where the ants are kind of like, you know, filling them with chocolate. And they ask, they're like, was your mama 
you know, was mama good at spells and why doesn't she do it now? And they basically said like her life is kind of difficult. She wanted to be normal and yeah. she loved your dad and that normal life. That's why. And then they lie to her and say that they are making toast, that that's like the whole reason they were in the kitchen. And the toast pops out of the toaster. Fun fact, I own that toaster. <laughs> of course you have a witchy toaster. Mine isn't blue. However, fun fact about those toasters, they don't pop. Is that because they also don't stop? <laughs> no, they don't. It's it's so that you can, they have, okay. Uh, explain it to a guy who doesn't have a toaster or make a ton of toast. Who doesn't participate in the ritual of toast coitus, you might say. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do toast bitus. Once they leave, that's when you toast up. Yeah. Champagne. <laughs> Another successful courtship, Mikey. <laughs> Thank you, other Mikey. <laughs> As you drink your champagne. 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 So in, <laughs> in America, you have multiple toast options. You could have a toaster oven or you could have a toaster where you, you, with the slots. You put bread in, you push it down, it pops up, right? Yeah, I think people are familiar with what toast is, Paige. You have those same options in the UK, but there's a company in the UK called Dualit. That's what that toaster is that actually makes toasters specifically that don't pop. And the reason they don't pop is because you can actually control which heating elements light up on the toaster. So you could toast only one side, like if you're doing a bagel and you only want one side toasted. Or you can lever lift and see how toasted something is. And you have the ability to toast full sandwiches in the toaster to make a grilled cheese all at once. That sounds amazing it's pretty fucking rad mm. we don't use it as much as we should but yeah well it, since you're sending me the pound cake you may as well send me that toaster too i'll take it yeah not not gonna we're gonna keep it <laughs> any hoodle yeah so she sends the kids upstairs to check the windows because there's a storm coming and she's like don't teach them magic don't fill their head with nonsense and they're like well we never talk about nonsense <laughs> such a weird line but yeah that's what it's was all said. weird yeah it's just like if estrogen made a movie Yes, and maybe that's why I loved it because this movie is just being cozy with apple cider, the movie, but (laughs) also there's a lot of murders in it. I was like, this feels very much like a woman, but it makes no sense. Like a woman. (laughs) Oh, no, Mikey. No, Paige is currently flicking off Mikey right now. (laughs) Whatever. I'm going to make toast in my expensive toaster and drink a warm fall drink and make pumpkin bread and you can't have any. And curse you with chicken pox. Yeah. Shingles, fucker. (laughs) I don't want shingles. They're painful. They are. Yeah. But if you've had chicken pox, that's the next step, fool. Get your vaccines. That's chicken pox version 2.0. It's a bug, not a feature. (laughs) Anyway, Sandra Bullock writes a letter to Jillian and goes to mail it. And just as she does, the phone rings and she knows that it's Jillian. So she's just like, what's wrong? So she runs and it's a call that's basically like, it went wrong. He hit me. Come get me, please. Yeah. And she's like, of course. She drops everything and is like, don't take the kids to the solstice celebration and don't let them dance nude. And they're like, the nudity is optional. And I'm like, but there's children there anyway. So like (laughs) she runs out the door. Like Stalker Channing and the other aunt definitely took those kids to that solstice festival, right? They definitely did. I would hope that there was some sort of childcare option so that the adults were free to frolic nude in a way that would not harm or endanger children. Yeah, you just leave your children with the devil. (laughs) I mean, he'll 
teach them to write their names Come in his on, book. Kids. It's perfect. Come to know. Uncle Devil. <laughs> Wouldst thou like to live deliciously? <laughs> if you want to live deliciously, consider one of our food truck options. <laughs> Welcome you, to the Solstice Festival. I don't know why I like this being the devil thing. Y'all like butter? Come hither, children. <laughs> I have so much butter to show you. I just love that that's what the devil promises her and the witch. <laughs> God, the devil had so much of an easier job back then. Yeah. It's <laughs> just like, yo, butter though. And she's just like, you're right. <laughs> Let's go. Anyway, so she goes to a motel where Jillian is hiding out. Well, hiding out with her boyfriend. Yes. Like he's there too. Or we think he is. We think he's in the bathroom because the light's on in there. Right. But we don't see him anywhere. Uh, so she's got a black eye. And they kind of quickly leave. And she's like, we've been driving for two weeks straight. Today he wanted a donut. I made fun of the donut he picked and he punched me. So she gets her in the car, but she looks up and says, it's a blood moon. I need my tiger's eye. It's in the other car. She goes to get the other car. And lo and behold, who is in the back seat? But her creepy boyfriend. He literally, okay, so as she's like grabbing her tiger's eye necklace from around the uh, rear view mirror, mm-hmm. he like grabs her by the hair and pulls her into the back seat. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is bad. Yeah, it this is, is bad. real bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, with a gun, not a gun, he, does he have a gun? I thought he had a gun. It, I saw yeah, what looked right? like a like a Oh, he, like no, a, he does have like a gun. Like a barrel, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, at least <sighs> it looks like a gun. He forces Nicole Kidman into the car and tells her to drive. Yeah. And he's talking all this nonsense to Sandra Bullock, who's driving, trying to get her to drink. And he's talking about Louis L'Amour books, which I do think it's funny that he's like, he's a foreigner who was also into being a cowboy. And later when she's like, he was from North Dakota, you asshole. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> if you think foreigners are from the U.S., you've never been to North Dakota. <laughs> I mean, they seem a little foreign. They call it the Badlands for a reason, Paige. Is it because they're good? No, it's just because everyone's super catty and they're like, oh, you're so bad. You're so bad. Because I'm bad. I'm bad. Dakota. You know I'm bad. Hey, North Dakota, I have a great new state song parody for you. And the whole world has to answer right now just to tell you once again who's bad. Oh, sorry. Anyway, so she looks in the rearview mirror and she and Nicole Kidman seem to like psychically communicate that she's like, hey, the Belladonna's in my bag. Yeah. Grab the tequila, dose it, and hand it back. And she pours like the whole vial in, yeah. which is too much. It is a poison. He was like randomly choking Nicole Kidman, like threatening to kill her. It is enough to kill him. And that is what he should drink. Well, here's my thing. This is self-defense. Yes. I think if they told anyone the truth, they'd yes. be like, you're good. Yeah, because yeah. Nicole Kidman has like a, her face is red from being hit. It's clear. I mean, she would also have like evidence of being choked. Like you could definitely say it was self-defense. He tries to brand her in the car. I know. It's insane. I have a question. If you're going to accidentally kill someone. Uh-huh. In self-defense. Okay. Would you take them home to bury them? No. no. Or would you bury them right there in the desert and abandon their car in Thank a different you. location? Yes. Yes. That's what I would do and wipe it down for Prince. Yeah. Burn it. In fact, I might just leave his body in the trunk yeah. of his own car. They would 100% find his body 28 years later as Lake Mead dries up. There you go. I also think that like if they, you know, wiped prints or whatever, ditched the car somewhere in the desert or 
ditched his body, then ditched the car, they would have gotten away with it. Yeah. 100%. Absolutely. But then how is Sandy B going to use a potion on the love of her life? She's not. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. But <laughs> it's one of those things where I'm like, the, as I was watching it, I was like, look, this dude's a bad dude. And the second people see that he's dead and somebody else did it, they're probably not going to look that hard. And the cops are looking it. at him for other murders. Like, yeah, yeah he he's is like a, a serial, known killer. serial killer figure, or at least they don't have enough evidence to like arrest him yet, maybe. But they like suspect him of it. They would definitely have been like, this is clearly self-defense. You're good to go. I hope he's not haunting you. Or just pour the liquor everywhere, light the car on fire, and let him burn in the car. All the evidence burns up with him. Or he's got a gun, shoot him in the head with it, leave it next to him, and wipe the prints. Yeah, make it look like a a, a, died by suicide. Yeah. Classic. Yeah, they're bad at crime. They need to watch more true crime documentaries. Yeah, yeah, they do not. They're not obsessed with true crime like we are. Yeah. Anyway, so they drive him all the way home because Sandra Bullock is like, I have kids. I can't go to prison. And so. (laughs) So we definitely need to bring this body here. We need to drive it hours home. Yeah. To the house and then try to bring it back. And she said, she's like, the ants wouldn't do it for my husband. But like they said they know how. And so. She talks her into pet cemeterying this guy. Yeah. And as they're like loading him on the table, she's like, after this, we're definitely breaking up. I was like, girl, you done broke up. Yeah. Like if you kill someone, that's the end of the relationship. Well, as we know from the 1999 classic, The Mummy, death is only <laughs> the beginning. Well, that movie hadn't come out yet. This is this is 1998. Yeah. Emotep and Moon's love endured. <laughs> it did. But I love that they bring him back to life and he immediately goes back about the business of trying to murder them. Yeah, he was like, where was I? Oh, right. Well, at that point... Yeah. They literally have to kill him twice in this movie. And it's like... If I... Okay, let's say in a different life, I murdered. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, different in a different life. Mm-hmm. Different Not, circumstances. Right. But then those people bring me back to life i'm definitely gonna try to kill them yeah <laughs> okay good to know i'm gonna pop up michael myers style all core muscles just oh yeah and then go about my business of stabbing people yeah anyway uh <laughs> so part of the spell has them insert needles through his eyes which they don't oh. actually do no because he opens them right before then yeah yeah and they make a star out of whipped cream on his chest Missed opportunity to make a hilarious bikini as well. (laughs) Anyway, he wakes up and immediately tries to choke her again, and they kill him with a cast iron skillet. Good for her. Yeah, like beat his head in or whatever. Which, by the way, again, a chance for them to have been... Like, it was self-defense. He was choking her. I killed him. Hard to prove once you move the body 200 miles. They don't know that they did. Yeah, They don't know when he died. Yeah. He was in the car with them. We just, we all drove here. He's not there to say differently. No, he's dead. He's dead. He's only been dead a couple hours or a few hours. Be pretty difficult to determine how long it took us to call 911. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So they rebury him. They tell the ants nothing, as if they're not going to notice. I mean, maybe they're too drunk to notice, but like... I mean, this happened in their kitchen while they were home. They have to know something's going on. No, they were out at the Solstice Celebration dancing oh, nude, which that's like... that's right. That's right. Good for her, though, because like, that sounds fun. Yeah, it's always great when adults dance naked with children. I mean, here's the thing. I don't want children there, obviously, <laughs> but if a bunch of older ladies like me... We're all just like, yo, yo, you just want to like go run around naked in the moonlight for a bit? 
just us girls, I'd be like, yeah, let's do that, though. That sounds fun. Streaking. Yeah. Round them up. Round them up? <laughs> Round them up. It's time for a witch trial. Nope. <laughs> let's all get comfortable with our bodies and just accept that this is what we look like and learn to love ourselves as we run through grass in the moon. Oh, I'm allergic to grass. You hear her talking that witchcraftery. <laughs> <laughs> Loving your bodies. Abominations! Oh my god. I would have to take a lot of allergy medication, but it sounds fun. Not the allergy medication part, the dancing. You can't get allergy medication. The doctor is in prison for killing Sandra Bullock's husband. <laughs> Guess we'll just have to put that corpse in our car and drive to Mexico. <laughs> anyway, the ants and the kids come home the next day. And they're just like, it seems kind of murdery around here, right? No? What happened? What'd you do? Nothing? Okay. And so they act like nothing has happened. Of they're course. just excited to see Jillian. Yeah. So we cut to Sandra Bullock's store where <laughs> where Jillian is just rubbing all of her lotions on her. It was like, these are really nice. And she's like, that's st- it's expensive. It's stock. You're, you're not working here. You're just <laughs> using up the stuff we have to sell. Yeah. Rude. Rude. Little sister energy. Yeah, that's fair. Anyway, so she then leaves. She's like, I've got to go. You guys mind the store because she has to go to phone tree day. And so she sits there and the other girls in the store explain to Nicole Kidman. They're like, hey, getting picked for the phone tree is a big deal because it's a popularity contest. She's never been picked. I mean, I guess I don't know what a phone tree is, what its function is for. Like, why do why is this a thing? Okay. Back before cell phones. Yeah, prior to cell phones, prior to internet, if you wanted to tell a bunch of people about an emergency, this is the fastest way to do it, where one person calls two people, those people call two people, and so on and so forth. So everyone's calling two to three people, but because of how many people are in the tree, that quickly reaches everyone within like a few minutes. Mm -hmm. Like there were phone trees in school when I was growing up because like cell phones weren't red. I mean, like people had them, but like they weren't common until I was in like junior high. So that's fair. And now it's like an email blast or like a text alert or something. But back in the day, phone trees. Okay. Anyway, so Nicole Kidman shows up and like casts a spell. So Sally gets to be the head of the phone tree forever. Yay. Good for her, I guess. Hooray, phone tree. But she said she always wanted to be a normal, basic woman. And that's sort of the sign of that, I think. Yeah. Uh, We cut back to the house where vines are growing in the garden because apparently bodies are great fertilizer for roses. (laughs) That's what I learned in this movie. Literally, if you want your outdoor... Is it a gazebo page, that little thing? It's like a covered patio? I don't know. No, 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 no. Because it's just a... Um, shit, there's a name for it. That's going to drive me nuts. It's not an arch because it's square. Right. Anyway, one Whatever of it is. But if you want roses to grow up that, just kill someone and bury them next to it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so we cut inside the house. It's midnight. The ants are making a spell, which is just margaritas. And so we have this whole midnight margarita scene where they're just drunk and shouting at each other uh, for like a lot. Uh, But in the midst of this, Nicole Kidman does offer a prediction that she sees a man. He's big. He's gorgeous. But you're scared to death. So you stay alone. Whatever. Anyway, (laughs) they continue to yell at each other. Yeah. Finally, they realize that the tequila that they're drinking is kind of off and it's the same bottle as the one that they drugged Jimmy with. Yeah. And they're like, 
where did this come from? And the ants were like, we found it on, on the, the porch. porch. Yeah. What? Would you ever drink something that just showed up on your porch open that you didn't order? Liquor's uh, sterile. <laughs> I don't think you should drink it. No, absolutely not, Paige. Absolutely not. Yeah, I mean, you're assuming it's liquor. You're assuming that the label on the bottle is correct. It's pee, baby. It's not it's pee. Pissed. You can tell if it's pee. <laughs> Unless someone is a heavy drinker, in which case you might be like, this tequila smells a little bit like piss, but mostly like tequila. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, it'll get you drunk. It'll get you drunk. Meth piss will get you high. Oh, no. Why do you know that? Uh, because there is a, a comedian who... Uh, Does a lot of wet work. No, pre <laughs> previously had some struggles with addiction and talks openly about it on stage. And it's actually funny, but you feel bad for laughing about it. Yeah. Uh, and it is on an episode of... Um, this is not happening where she talks about meth piss. Anyway, okay. All right. Okay, go, go watch it. It's pretty fun. But no, I probably would not drink stuff. left. Absolutely. No. I mean, maybe if it was like wrapped up like a gift and it was near some sort of special occasion, like if it was my birthday and I walked outside, yeah, but not like a half drink ecto cooler. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not drinking a half Capri sun bag. <laughs> This is just a, a Franzia bladder just out of the box laying on the front porch. I think this used to be in a box of wine. This is just a warm Mountain Dew. <laughs> anyway, so they are like, oh shit, and they throw the bottle and the ants are like, what the fuck is going on? What are you doing with our booze? And they're like, oh, nothing. <laughs> nothing it's happened. ghost booze. Ghost booze. <laughs> -na 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 I learned about ghost nipples in the ghost episode. So many people did, apparently. I know. And then I asked more questions from my husband after. I was like, but seriously, do I have ghost nipples? He was like, I don't think so. I think they're a few shades off. And I was like, okay. <laughs> all right. First I'm off, sad I know these there's things. nothing wrong with ghost nipples. It's just a state of being. There's nothing wrong with them. I mean, it's weird when they knock for yes or no. <laughs> That's why they call them knockers, Paige. <laughs> <laughs> I call this one Ed and this one Lorraine. <laughs> and then my third nipple is Ed's mistress. <laughs> Slash booby sitter. And... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so the ants are like, something fishy is going on here, and you guys have to solve it yourself. So we're going to tie noose rope around your children, and then we're going to leave. And that's what they do. So the next day, <laughs> the kids get up, and they're like, the ants warned us that some shit was going down, but they left. So it's your problem now. And they're like, what? And then one of them looks out the window and is like, why is that man standing in the roses? And they're like, we can't see him. And she's just like, but he's there. I mean, we do see him in one reverse shot. We do sort of see him through that window. So I think she actually was seeing him. Well, at this point, when I was like watching the movie, I was like, what the fuck is this movie? I was <laughs> what like, has what has this tumbled into? <laughs> this is not romantic at all. It's not at all romantic. In my notes, I literally wrote, what the fuck is this movie? Seven times. <laughs> That's more than any other notes. I literally thought it was like witches with like, like a kind of like a funny witch thing. And like they fall in love. It was like super romance. That's what I thought it was. I'm here for that. As well. Honestly, just the vibes, man. The fall vibes. We have a movie for that page. It's called Vibes. <laughs> and oh, Jeff yeah. Goldblum is a national treasure. Now, this movie is a movie you put on to like 
carve a pumpkin and not pay attention to the movie. Sure, sure, sure. Because yeah. when you look up every few minutes, it's a different Hallmark movie. It is, yeah. But it's all this movie. Yes. Yeah. They decide they're going to clean up their own mess because the ants have left. And so they go outside and Nicole Kidman is trying to fight a plant and they see his boots kind of rising out of the grass. So they start to trim the roses and who should walk up but a guy. Uh, that at first I was like, this is supposed to be the replacement for Royal Pains. He's not that cute. But then he grew on me, though. Did he? Did he? He did, because he's kind of manly and gruff. And you you wouldn't understand. I don't. I thought he looked pretty bad in this movie. Like, I kept looking at him and Sandra Bullock next to each other. And I was like, I realize they're probably close to the same age. But she looks like she's, I don't know, 22. And he looks 40. He just looked unkempt a lot. I will say it's not perfect casting. He does grow on me, but you could do better. Imagine like a Sweet Home Alabama Josh Lucas. Yes, that would be way better. Yeah, it would. Always. Anyway, (laughs) so he's like, I'm an investigator from Tucson. I was hoping to talk to your sister. And she's like, yeah, sure, I'll go get her. And then she like, show me a fucking warrant. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody ever asks for a warrant in this movie. She just runs up to Jillian. She's like, there's a fucking cop here. The cops are here. And I was just like, what did this movie turn into? A completely different movie. Every 20 movie, this movie, much like Madonna, reinvents itself. Oh, she looks strange now. I try not to look. I don't know. Instagram thinks I like Imagine Dragons and new Madonna. And I don't know how to tell it that I don't. You stop binging that content page. That's how I you stop. I don't look at any sure, of the content. Sure you I don't. have never yeah. been into Imagine Dragons. Of I haven't looked not. for them or searched for them. But that guy is shirtless a lot. And so Instagram is just like shirtless. I'm like, but I have no investment in that shirtless man. So like, why are you sending it to me? Anyway. So she she's like, there's a cop downstairs. And Nicole Kidman's like, let's get our fucking story straight. He hit me. And so we left. Great. Which is the truth, except you killed him. Like, you could just say. And stole his car. That is a big part of the truth that's missing. You left evidence in front of the house. Yeah, his car is in front of the house. I know. Just like tell him the truth. I don't know. I think maybe at this point it's too late because you buried him, but and stole his car. Yeah. Honestly, I would have still told the truth at this point. He probably would have been like, well, wrap it up, boys. Wrap it up, boys. <laughs> they killed the serial killer. Like, they, right. they would have, it would have been fine. They would have been fine this entire movie. I do. My favorite is that because he's like, he hit me and then we left. We haven't seen him in weeks. And he's like, why do you have his car outside? And they're like, we stole his car or whatever. Well, and then he reads off the license plate of his car, which is, 229 mob (laughs) (laughs) that's just a coincidence oh my god (laughs) it was really funny anyway so she's like we stole his car we're really sorry you know it was a crime but you can give it back to him but nobody knows where he is i don't know so he basically has the car towed but he basically tells them like look these are pictures of a girl named phoebe stone she's been missing and her body was found branded and her only ties are to this guy yeah so if you know anything please tell us for your own safety essentially well i think we're pretty safe why don't you come (laughs) back with a warrant (laughs) Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. So he processes the car for evidence, which is not going to hold up in court. And then they tow the car away because he's just like, I've got a baggie and a pen. That'll do you fur. (laughs) 
I mean, they don't need a car. Sandra Bullock runs everywhere in this movie. I, and they aren't close to anything. No. So maybe that's why, like, she's in amazing shape. Maybe it's just cardio, like so much cardio. Well, that first scene, she ran in cowboy boots, I think. Yeah. She had to, though. It was, it was part of Faith Hill's writer to have her song in the movie. <laughs> I don't want another heartbreak. You need to run to town in boots. Oh. oh. <laughs> I want you to run the hard way. Baby, hello. Whoa, no. Boots, boots. <laughs> and anyway, so we cut to he makes his way through town and he's asking everybody about them and they're like, they cook up placenta in the thing and they jump off the roof and fly and she gave me chicken pox and she turned me into a newt, but I got better. Like that is all <laughs> yeah. madness. And they're like, we're not saying that they killed them, but they definitely killed them. Oh, yeah. Wink, wink, yeah, wink, wink. Even though they're like, all their husbands are dead. And I'm like, you saw him get hit by the bicycle truck. The doctor. The town the doctor. Doctor <laughs> truck executioner. PhD. <laughs> he didn't go to medical school for you to call him Mr. Truck Executioner. Todd. <laughs> that was Paige. I was, I was the one that gave him a PhD. I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't do anything. It was definitely Todd. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so Sally... Uh, Sandra Bullock goes into her store for work. I don't think we should call people with PhDs doctors. That's my hottest take. I think doctor implies medical knowledge. Um, I don't have a problem with it in educational settings. Does that make sense? But not in public places. Like, are you a doctor? Yes, I have my PhD in medieval meat processing. If you're in a social setting and you demand that someone uses your title, you're weird. Like, if you're like, no, you'll call me Dr. Stevenson, and we're at, like, on Applebee's, I'm like, no, I'm not Dennis. Fuck off. Yeah, well, I mean, I would do it if they're a medical doctor, because I'm like, at least he, like, tries to save lives. You're playing the long game, because if you choke on one of those chicken wings, you want exactly. that doctor to come save your life. I I'm not going to call you Dr. Stevens, you know, that you studied, you know, pre-revolutionary war history. Like, I don't need I am going to ask you about witches, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell me all about the witches, doctor. Anyway, so we cut to her shop, and she's talking through a guy who I think is trying to put dick oil in his hair. It's confusing. <laughs> I was very confused by when she said, remember where to apply it, or whatever she says, and he's like, yeah. oh, okay. Like, is he going to, like, put it on his junk? Like, I don't understand. Does he have dandruff in his man bush? <laughs> it could happen, I get Just say it at that mandruff? point. Mandruff? Anyway, uh, he leaves. You got to butter I it up. <laughs> Cocoa butter. Cocoa butter is lovely. And slippery. <laughs> it's not a lubricant. Coconut oil you can use as a lubricant. Cocoa butter is a different thing. I like my sex gritty and real. Oh, God. Oh, That's why God, he only no. fucks missionary on the beach. Oh, <laughs> hey honey should i put it in a blanket don't you dare what are you soft <laughs> i'm gonna sandblast that beaver <laughs> no. oh, this is so awful no, you neither of you should be allowed near genitalia your own or others man i've heard that so many times <laughs> in my life <laughs> I just really like the term genitalia. Genitalia. Anyway, so that guy leaves. 
the cop is like, I guess I'm buying super expensive shampoo from you. Thanks. <laughs> he does sort of bitch about the price of it. I'm like, you're in a movie, dude. Calm down. Hey, you know what? Sometimes expensive shampoo is good shampoo. That's why it's expensive. I wear expensive Gotta shampoo. read the ingredients. I'm pretty sure I use expensive shampoo too, but it's just because it's what Natalie buys. And I trust mm. her judgment. Well, you probably have different types of hair, so you probably shouldn't be using the same shampoo. We don't use the same shampoo. Oh, she just buys your shampoo. Yeah, she was like, you should Got use this. It. And I was like, okay, then okay, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so he's like, I want to talk to you some more. 10 a.m. I'll see you. It's a date. We cut to that night. What? He's tricking her into an interrogation. Yeah, it's called romance, Mikey. Yeah, get a lawyer. We got a date. <laughs> get a lawyer. I need to drink one of your potions so we can get spells deep. How deep is spells deep? As deep as you want it to be. As long as you have the right intention. The core of my <laughs> wand is penis. <laughs> oh my God. It's the vein. It's the big vein. <laughs> I also like the exterior of your wand is also penis. It's just penis all the way through. It is penis all the way through. <laughs> You're like, you're finally getting it. <laughs> now you're a true wizard. Expanding closes. <laughs> anyway, so we cut to that night. Nicole Kidman's having a nightmare. And she's like, I can tell you're out there, Jimmy. And then she goes back into the room. Yeah. We cut to the next day. She's trying to teach the two girls, uh, the younger girls, how to make like a banishing spell. And they're going to put it in the syrup for the pancakes. So meanwhile, the little girls meet the, the cop. He shows up. He's like flipping pancakes. He's got nice blue eyes and he seems like kind of a fun dad type. And they're like, wait, we don't want to banish him. So they take the syrup and they run it out and throw it into the ocean, which to me was like, so are all the fish just going to like, we can never sleep, like swim here again, like banish. <laughs> What's that going to do? Like it's got stuff in it anyway. Yeah. They just poisoned all of those fish. They're all like, yeah. Well, and, and as they're kind of setting all this up and setting the pancakes and everything up, uh, he does kind of talk to her and she admits she's like, I'm a witch. I, you know, I make hand lotion. Ooh. Uh, and he finds the belladonna and she's like, look, it's, you know, it's a sedative. People used to fall asleep. And he's like, are you hiding Jimmy? And she's just like, not in this house. Technically true. He's like, did you kill him? And she goes, oh, yeah, a couple of times. Which is the truth. She did kill him twice. She did kill him twice. Yeah. She did kill him twice. So she sets the table. They're all it's all kind of happy and fun. And she actually seems happy, you know, for him. And she like tucks a napkin into his like exposed chest hair and yeah. shit. It was like they were already dating, but like there was no chemistry between them. Yeah, there's no establishing for that. We needed more time with them for the investment that we make in them later. Yeah. But this movie's trying to do so much at once that we don't get enough time for anything to really kind of build that up. And that's probably why there's multiple books. I almost think this like should have been more than one movie somehow. Like, yeah. I don't know, but like, or just pick one story that's self-contained story yeah. and cut this one out, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, uh, as the girls are running back from throwing the syrup into the ocean, a frog appears and burps out Jimmy's ring. And he's like, what the fuck? Get a lawyer. What was in that syrup? I'm fucking leaving. <laughs> so he leaves. And then Sandra Bullock is like, fuck all of you. I like, I feel like I need to tell him the truth. I need to do what's right for me. I need to go. So she runs after him. Meanwhile, Nicole Kidman is immediately in pain as soon as she leaves. Yeah, like her side or something. Yeah. So she catches up to the cop and she's like, it was Jimmy's ring. I don't want a lawyer. 
like let's talk and yeah. he's like okay so he takes her back to his hotel where he's he's like why don't we go back to mine and i'll pull out a tape recorder and we'll get some evidence started. yeah yes uh, and he's got evidence photos all along the bed and everything so she basically and she refuses to sit down but she's just kind of walking around and she's like i think he's haunting us why did you read my letter like what evidence did you get from the letter and he's yeah. like did you kill him and she says jillian didn't kill anybody and he says did you and continues to ask her and she says if i told you you did what would you do like would you be sad that the world has lost a man like jimmy who clearly was a terrible person yeah and he's like well he has to be held accountable and she's like oh he has been punished like yeah. rest assured do you really care that there's one less of those in the world and he pauses the tape recorder and says I want you to get a lawyer before we go any further. And she's like, I want to go all the way further. <laughs> yeah. Well, and she says, he says, I promise I will do everything I can to keep you from harm's way. And they, they just start making out. Which to me felt very weird. Because up until this point, they had had zero chemistry. He was like, I'm not interested until you just confessed into killing him. And now I'm super interested. Uh, I'm trying to check off has had sex with a murderer off my bucket list. <laughs> So now you qualify. <laughs> so from the time that he reveals the letter, I was like, oh, something about the letter. And then he seems way more interested in talking to her than Jillian, even though Jillian is the one that should be under suspicion. Yeah, sure. But some people aren't into redheads. I get it. I started to get the vibe like at the breakfast when he's like playing with the little girls and he's like flipping the pancakes and they're all like sitting down to you know breakfast together. I was kind of like, OK, OK, you're winning me over. And then this scene, I was kind of like. I'm into it. I'm here for their love story. <laughs> I know it's bizarre. I know they're strangers. Yeah. I know there are not enough scenes in this movie to justify it, but I'm fucking here for it, yo. Okay. They collapse onto the bed, so they're like making out on top of the evidence photos, which yeah. is crazy. It is crazy. Uh, and this is where we reveal that he's got one green eye and one blue eye, which was one of the things she asked for. And also the ability to flip pancakes. Yes. That she thought didn't exist. She set the bar very low. Yeah, maybe. So she runs to the house. She can sense something is wrong. The girls are crying. She gets upstairs and Jimmy is basically inhabiting Nicole Kidman. And the cop is like right behind her. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, hey, officer, you're making me homesick. And at this point, I was like, what? This movie was already baseline crazy. Yeah. And now we have like a deadite walking around basically. Yes, we like, do. what are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. So he kind of blocks him with the silver of his badge and seems to kind of banish him. I mean, you see the star like burn into his hand. That shit was cool. That shit was cool. But he seems to kind of banish him. Yeah. I don't, I, they never really explain why the star hurts him. Silver. It's silver. Oh, is he a werewolf? Like, why does it hurt him? Well, that's the thing is I was like, is it a vampire? Because vampires also hurt No, by it's because she said your badge only has power because people believes it has power. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So like that came back around from five minutes before. So she steps outside with the cop and they kind of talk it through. And she's like, how many times do you read that letter? And he was like, over and over again, I felt like I knew you. And that letter was all about like how she was grieving and all the stuff. Yeah. I mean, that letter was sort of the opening. Yeah, kind of. But you hear Sandra Bullock reading or writing that letter. She's reading it aloud as she's writing it. Right. right. Uh, it's not the stalker Channing opening of the movie, but it's like 15 right, right. minutes in. It's super early. Yeah. And. She basically is like, look, the reason you're here is because I sent a spell. I wished for someone like you because I didn't think you would exist. Yeah. And he's like, but you do. I hear that all the time. 
I love how you sounded like my drunk uncle when you said that. <laughs> I have very strong drunk uncle energy. It's probably because you're often a drunk uncle. Well, you don't have any nieces or nephew, right? Not yet. All right. Anyway, so she basically is like, if I stay, if you stay, I wouldn't know if it was because of the spell. Right. Or if I if I just don't want to go to prison like and he's like well all relationships have problems and she's like <laughs> you don't know if you truly love me or not right so we can't do this right and he's like well I'm gonna go do what I do you do what you you do we'll see where we end up which I was like what does that even mean well, I think it just means we're gonna go our own way and if we yeah find our way back to each other it was meant to be sort of right yeah but I do think that this is ultimately what breaks the curse when finally an Owen's descendant realizes that consent is important (laughs) (laughs) got him i I could totally picture me being super into a girl and she being like it's not real it's just the spell i put on you and i'd be like oh no you're crazy (laughs) 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 now you're even more my type yeah i'm like what it's not you it's me and the spell i put on you i I just don't know if there's (laughs) consent here i'd be like what is happening so he leaves she walks Walks back into the house and Jillian comes to hug her, but it's not Jillian because he immediately licks her face and says, yeehaw, and says, Ugh. I'm feeling very into sisters right now. Gross. Super gross. Yeah. Yeah, it's super gross. I would hate to hook up with Nicole Kidman and Sandra Bullock. If they were sisters, it would bug me a bit. They're not my sisters. <laughs> I don't, if they're each other's sisters, that bugs me. I mean, they're clearly not super related because the, just the no, way I they know, look. So like, they're what definitely they stepsisters. Step-sister. <laughs> and yeah, that sure. is money in the bank. What about half Anytime there's DNA shared. Oh, I plan on it. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, Uh, my God. We can't. We've been recording for almost two and a half hours. We have, yeah. (laughs) Fine. Okay, I'll drop it. I like that this is the line. Anyway. Just get to the end. The movie's really weird. We're close. We're close. She knocks her unconscious. She knocks Jillian unconscious. Uh, the ants come home and they're like, oh, we're too late. She's unconscious. Uh, but she basically is like, here's what's going on. So they tie her to a chair and they're like, we've got to get a whole coven of people together. So she activates the phone tree and all of these women who previously were like, she's a bitch and she gave us smallpox or whatever. Like all of those women are like, sure, I'll come over. Uh, and one of them comes over with a dirt devil instead of a broom, which I found hysterical. It was very funny. It was very of the 90s, too. Like Very. At one point, they like push the chair that Nicole Kidman is in, and there's a bunch of frogs under it, and I hated that. And then they had to dump a bag of frogs out, and I didn't like that either. <laughs> it is sort of like slimy, froggy, and gross. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing. I don't mind like one frog. No, you kiss them, they become your prince, everyone's happy, let's move on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But multiple frogs? Jake and I's first date, but like multiple frogs. No, you can't kiss multiple frogs. (laughs) What if those frogs were sisters? Step frogs, Mikey. (laughs) They're step frogs. Rib Dutch. For her pleasure. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You feeling froggy, ladies? (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> she, she can lick one of your balls from across the room <laughs> Just like a flap And I'd let her <laughs> <laughs> and You know what I'm a leg guy 
And they are leggy beings. Oh, <laughs> gross. It's so gross. Hey, you're the one that said it, you perv. No, well, fuck you. <laughs> anyway, they they make their brooms into a circle and they're chanting. And Nicole Kidman is having a full-blown exorcism. Yeah, she I is. was having a full-blown what the fuck are we watching moment. I was <laughs> like, is this the real movie ending? It is. And they should have called that girl from that exorcism school in the basement of the Vatican. That comes out Friday. It does. I know. I'm terrified. Anyway, so she's trying to like get Nicole Kidman to like, I, I think she's trying to like pull him out of her, like whatever. Yeah, they are. They're trying to exercise the demon out of Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Right. And so she like offers it tequila, but then as soon as she gets close enough, she grabs Nicole Kidman, they cut her hand, they cut Sandra Bullock's hand, they make a blood oath. Yeah, Sandra Bullock does this. Yeah. Yeah. They clasp hands around, which I think somehow makes it the blood of their ancestor somehow. That was not clear on how that was happening. Not 100% sure that's correct, but it is weird. Well, no, that's what they said because they're like, it's Maria's blood. And then it flashes back to Maria. Oh, yeah, that's right. This movie is a fever dream with inside a cocaine-fueled weekend. Like, none of this makes sense. But we do get like a high-fiving montage here, and I was here for it. Ladies coming together to help Nicole Kidman get over her ex-boyfriend that she was yes. a part of his murder. I was here for it. Just sisters supporting sisters. It's mm-hmm. just like that scene in Midsummer where like she's scream crying uh, and everyone's uh, scream crying with her. No, not that scene. That's the sex uh, scene. I mean the scream crying scene. I do love that scream crying Who scene. Who doesn't? It's so supportive. I don't like that scene. It's called love bombing. It's them... Yeah. Conditioning her to think that they all share in her. Anyway, so yeah. we can't get into Midsummer right now. We could talk about it for days. So and we have. It's the Midsummer episode. It's like two hours and 30 minutes. It's insane. I know. Oh, that's a different feed. That's Horror Virgin. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, that's Horror Virgin. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, it comes out of Nicole Kidman and it's like an ash cloud and then it rains ashes in the house and they're like ashes to ashes, dust to dust. And everyone has to sweep the ex-boyfriend out of the house. I was laughing my ass off at this moment. It's literally the dumbest thing I've seen put on film (laughs) and I love dumb things put on film yeah but this was very dumb i'm here for it sometimes when a toxic person leaves your life you need to cleanse your space and they do because he has ashed all over their house yes and so they sweep him outside and then they pour kevin from the office's chili over it (laughs) i heard it was texas's best human chili (laughs) best human chili yeah not to be confused with cow or pig chili no human chili yeah anyway we got to later she gets a package from arizona that has his ring in it which is definitely evidence and they definitely wouldn't give her but whatever oh i think he planned okay so the letter says yes we found some of his belongings in a fire so it's assumed that he burned up in the fire i think he took that ring committed arson somewhere and put that ring there to clear her name or just planted it at another fire that also could be with an unhoused person's yeah he killed an unhoused person and put that ring on it maybe he just torched that car anyway basically to be like y'all are off the hook yeah yeah i i killed this unhoused individual and staged a murder of you know your ex-boyfriend or quote-unquote or whatever so the implication Oh, you think Sandra B has not already put out for this guy? Well, it's, it goes beyond that when you commit cover up a murder for somebody. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we don't see it and it doesn't really fit in the timeline, but like, I hope she did get some Sandy B. Yeah, get some Sandy V with Mikey on the beach missionary. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> anyway, 
she's contemplating a maple leaf and lets it float away, which I guess the leaf tells him to visit. I don't know, but he shows He's up. Canadian, and so is she. So, like, <laughs> you know how Canadians can speak through maple leaves, right? Spread that rumor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Stir that rumor into your life. Little Spoon! <laughs> I forgot about Little Spoon. This episode's been so long. The town comes to watch them jump <laughs> off the roof with umbrellas. Like Mary Poppins, who is the same species as Pennywise from It. You still never proved or explained I, that. I, yes, I don't know if we have time for this. Oh, I can explain it. They each return every 20 or something years. I think Pennywise is 27. Mary Poppins between the movies, it's 25 years. And they return to regenerate from a new group of children, right? Mary Poppins is, is an eternal. She doesn't go away. She just goes to a new family whenever a new family needs her. We don't see that. That's not what's on screen. And I it am is. being she, petty she in this She specifically moment. says it in oh, the movie. Yes, yeah, she says it but that's what a liar would do every time one of them comes back they draw a child named george away from their other siblings with a paper toy look into it have you not seen the new movies no yeah because i don't like musicals <laughs> they both have the same set of powers page they can like take not advantage exactly. of like children's minds oh they definitely do yeah this is not holding up for me at all mary poppins famously has a living reflection that can function separately from her and pennywise that's is true. shown to share that same ability right in chapter two i think it was when he's in the house of mirrors or whatever yeah i yeah this i'm still not on board with this i'm all like just like i'm not on board with mikey's theory that the mom killed the dad and ever after anyway look it up mary poppins is the same as pennywise no they just feed on different things mary poppins feeds on kids joy and Pennywise is the opposite of that. Anyway, they use the umbrellas to let them down from safe for safety. And, and that's, that's the, movie. the movie. Well, no, when they come down, you see that the guy's there. Yeah, he's there. Oh, they yeah. make out. They, they're like together at the end of this They've movie. They've got a couple more years before that beetle kills him. Yeah, definitely. She's not in love with him yet. She's just using him for that PhD, that mm -hmm. pretty hot dick. <laughs> so, having, so having seen the movie, having talked about the movie, what did you guys think about my theory on Mary Poppins and Pennywise being the same species? I don't know what energy this episode has, but like the movie, I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> it's chaotic the episode and the movie are both very chaotic i'm going to alternately say that i believe that mary poppins and jake from state farm are the same species but not pennywise from it what did you guys think about this insane movie though I liked it, and I don't care what anyone says. Yeah, I liked it's it bad. too. I know, but yeah. I liked it. Whatever. I don't like to use the term guilty pleasure, but if you do like it, you should feel guilty. <laughs> <laughs> because you know what they're guilty of? Murdering that guy. And I like this movie, but largely because it is insane. But it is a movie, if I ever watch it again, which I probably won't, it'll be while I'm carving a pumpkin or something like I don't have to pay attention to the movie, right? Mm. I'm just like, mm. look at Stalker Channing in a witch hat. She's adorable. Like, that's the yeah. kind of thoughts I want to have while sipping a pumpkin cream cold brew and watching this movie. Yes. In a Starbucks with no sound and no subtitles. I mean, because the movie would make as much sense. <laughs> just watch something else. I don't understand. <laughs> so, Paige, do you have any fun facts for us? I do. Well, it is with your fun facts. Murder. Fun facts. So, the original cut of this movie, the director's cut, according to 
co-writer Akiva Goldsman, the director's cut is way darker and was more about the murder and like a crime story. Okay. But Warner Brothers got that cut. And they were like, this makes too much sense. Convoluted. Yes. Yeah. And so they made him cut back in a bunch of random shits. God. To like make it more of a love story and whatever. And unfortunately, the original cut is lost to history. That is very sad because I bet that cuts way better than this. At least more coherent. I do sort of like the chaoticness of this. I do. So the entire house was actually just an architectural shell that was torn down after filming. So they built the outside so you could see the exteriors. But the interiors of the house are all just a soundstage in Los Angeles. However, after seeing the film, Barbara Streisand called the production team to ask to purchase the house and had to be told that it did not, in fact, exist and then had to be explained that it was a movie set. Barbara Streisand didn't know what a movie set was? I think she did. I think she just didn't think it was a movie set. Now, admittedly, the sets in this are great and the set deck is amazing. It is, yeah. So, like, I guess that's why? So... The ants in the movie, so Stockard Channing and Diane Weist, are frequently wearing clothing styles that were popular in the 20th century, suggesting that perhaps they are considerably older than they appear to be, as many of the townsfolk imply. We know that at a minimum, they are old enough to be Sandra Bullock's grandparents, but potentially one generation above that. So those women are allegedly potentially over 100 years old. Okay. That's some sisters right there. There you go. Uh, Originally, the character of Jimmy was a Texas redneck. Uh, But when they hired Gorn Viznik, they changed it to be foreign. Yeah, he seems pretty Italian. He's like, it's a me. I'm from a Texas. He's <laughs> he is not Italian. He's from close sure. to Transylvania. Yeah, yeah. He's well. The character is supposed to be Bulgarian. Yeah, Goran Bulgarian. Viznik himself <laughs> is from Croatia. Okay. So most of the exterior and the town kind of uh, exteriors are filmed in uh, Whidbey Island in Washington. Okay. Um, however, something started to happen on the sets, particularly the sets in Los Angeles. <gasps> Were they haunted? Yes, <gasps> allegedly. Now, in part, what? they believed that this was due to a contractor, I guess, that they hired. Uh, they had a witch consult on the film early, early days in pre-production. Okay. To basically just consult on rituals, stuff they would have oh, around okay. the house. Yeah, like, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And once the movie was completed, uh, or at least was well into production the witch claimed that she didn't realize it would be these big of stars that it wouldn't be this big of a production and demanded a pay bump and she wanted a percentage of the film's profits now the film witch please right so (laughs) she said i'm gonna put a curse on you i'm cursing this movie and i'm cursing the director now uh, she also sent a voicemail from her uh, to Griffin Dune, threatening additional curses and speaking in tongues, and then sued Warner Brothers. Mercury must have been in Gatorade or something. She was going off. Now, what she did not know was that on the set, people had reported strange noises, things falling over, like your typical air quotes poltergeist activity, sure. right? And so everyone on the set was already kind of freaked out. And so the Warner Brothers legal team just paid her off what? to be like, here's money, go away. But then they also paid to have a real exorcism done on the set 
just to cover their bases. That's good publicity, though. It is. They yeah. didn't release this at the time. This is something that's come out since oh, in wow. like oral interviews. Yeah. So they had people come pray over the set and smudge the set and everything, um, which I thought was kind of interesting. Uh, so this movie is based on a series of books. There are multiple, multiple books. And there's some differences between what ends up in the movie versus the books. So first and foremost, in the books, Sally and Jillian have a pretty strained relationship where they're not the like buddy, buddy sisters that this movie portrays them to be. They are more estranged. Fair enough. Jillian has a love interest in the book that's not Jimmy. Like she meets somebody else. Uh, the daughters are younger. So her children are uh, Sally's children are considerably younger and it's set in the suburbs. So like they it, they literally are going to like PTA meetings or whatever. And the ants, they never go to the ants house or anything that you see in the book. The ants just kind of like drop in every once in a while to talk to them. But they are known locally for helping the local women in the book with like love potions and stuff. But okay. Sally... Uh, her character is very, very focused on being normal. And that's kind of the focus of the book is that she wants to just be a normal life, but she's a witch. Yeah. Anyway, those are your fun facts. Well, thank you for those fun facts page. Let's talk a little bit about box office. So what do you think the production budget for Practical Magic was in 1998? I think this was actually probably expensive. Okay. Um, I'm in 1998. I'm going to say this was 45. All right. There are some famous people in this movie, like famous at the time people. I'm going to take what Paige says, but lower it by 30% to about $28 million. <laughs> That's probably, that could be accurate. <laughs> well, what he should have done is added about 30% to Paige's because it's $60 million yeah. is the budget what? for this movie. If you adjust $60 that, million? Dollars? Yes. If you adjust that for inflation to today's dollars, so 98 to 2022, that's $109.2 million to make this movie if we made it today. But $60 million at the time. Now, this movie premiered on October 16th, 1998, and it was number one the weekend it came out. It beat the number two movie, Bride of Chucky, the number three movie, Ants with a Z, because that's oh, something God. we were doing at the time. Terrible, yeah. Number four, Rush Hour, the original one. And number five, Beloved. What do you think Practical Magic made in its opening weekend when it was number one? 18. Okay. Mikey, what do you think? 22. All right. You guys are a little bit high. It was actually 13.1 million dollars. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. So it was number one, but it didn't bring in a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. It was then in the theaters for a total of 12 weeks. Uh, and it was it was never number one again. It did stay in the top five for the first three weeks, though. So, uh, but what do you think it made in its open? Or sorry, what do you think it made in its domestic box office run? I'm gonna say thirty. Okay, Mikey, what do you think it made? Oh, I think it made like seventy. Okay, it made forty six point eight million dollars. It then went on to make another twenty one point four million dollars in the international market which put it at $68.3 million. So just barely above its budget. And if you adjust that for today's dollars, that's like around $124.4 million today. I doubt it actually made a lot of money because they got had to pay to pr promote it. But I bet it's also made plenty of money in like the home market and like TV like, and streaming stuff. And so I bet it's made money by this point, but it certainly wasn't a hit at the time. 
Right. People loved it. People love it now. Yeah, I don't think they loved it when it was in theaters. So that is your box office. Mikey, do you want to hit him with that romance scale? Yeah, the romance scale is how romantic we found the film today when we watched it. It's a scale of one to ten. A page. One. <laughs> yeah, Todd. This is not a romantic movie, so I have to default it to one. As much as the, the guy was kind of working for me, I needed more. I needed more story. I needed more of them together if you wanted this to truly be a romantic interest in the movie. Yeah, it really is. They kiss twice when it feels like they absolutely should not. Yeah. And there's zero chemistry between them. So no, there is no romance in this movie. I also give it a one. And that's our romance <laughs> scale. Uh, so Mikey, you picked Practical Magic for this week. And next week, it's my turn. And we are going into, you know, here in America, it's Thanksgiving season, November, you know. So I'm picking a movie that takes place around that time. I'm doing You've Got Mail. We're doing You've Got Mail next week. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because it's like definitely a fall movie. If I remember correctly, it's like right around Thanksgiving. Mikey, do you have a review for us to read? I do. So, Mikey, whose review are you going to read this week? Volkies 2013. Well, what does Volkies 2013 have to say? Absolutely the best. Simply the best. <laughs> My husband recommended I listen to this pod. <laughs> Is that a good thing? That's a good thing, right? Because I was looking for something besides true crime to listen to. Oh, okay. Mm. This is, I will say, this podcast has nothing to do with true crime, but like we have some true crime energy. I could see that, mm -hmm, especially mm -hmm. Paige and me. What does that mean? That I know that Paige and I watch a lot of true crime documentaries, and I don't really know if you know how to dispose of a dead body. I will your body so well they'll never know you're missing yeah oh my god they, people would know i'm missing because i wouldn't show up to places I, I would still be missing i mean you would be missing but no one would be missing you they'd be like do you know how many computers we haven't broken weird where's mikey been <laughs> people would miss me i would miss you mikey because i love you i watch a lot of true kind of documentaries okay this pod is hilarious and i love the in-depth look at romantic comedies <laughs> i also love the different perspectives of Paige, todd and mikey as someone who is involved in the mental health field i really appreciate mikey's take on romantic comedies and their problematic areas. Oh, I mean, that is fair. Five stars. Well, Volky, thank you so much for that awesome five-star review. And if you want to have Mikey read your five-star review, leave us a five-star review. So, um, yeah, guys, if you like this power thruple that we have here on this podcast, make sure to check out our other podcast, The Horror Virgin. And that is the only other podcast that Mikey and I are on. But Paige gets around and she is on two other podcasts. Black Card Rehab and Cult Podcast. So guys, definitely check out those because they're amazing. If you want to follow us on social, we are at Romancing the Pod Show. Yes. On yes. Instagram. And we are at something else on Twitter who I just have never taken the time to learn. It's, it. it's just Romancing Pod Show because they have a character oh. limit and it's show SHO like Showtime. So guys, check that out as well. And if you want to follow us all individually, Paige is at Rampage Wesley everywhere, including TikTok, except for Twitter, where she is at Paige Wesley. Mikey is at M Randolph 24, and I am at Todd J Awesome everywhere. And guys, we got a P.O. box. So if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a P.O. box, it's actually not a P.O. box. It's like a regular street address. It's pretty awesome. It's 6688 Nolensville Road, number 108-34, Brentwood, Tennessee, 37027. So send us some stuff. Yeah. That's going to be it for us, you guys. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm Todd. And you complete us. To which pleasion.
Yeah, hit me up. You and your sister. Oh. <laughs> Step sister, Mikey. Whatever. Not my sister. Bye. Not Mikey's sisters, nerds. <laughs> Mikey, do you have any sisters? No. Do you think I would talk like this if I had sisters? <laughs> no. I'm surprised you talk like this because I know your mom. I know your mom. Biblically. Biblically. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. See you next Monday. Next Thursday. Shit. Whatever. Whatever pilot Whatever. Is. Yeah. yeah.